Never seen anything like that. Earl Everhart. He came up to me the other day. He said all the wildlife's gone. Those birds were leaving. It's closer to spring than fall. They, they're supposed to be flying north. They're going south. Did he mention any of his theories about what he thinks might be going on? I was at his bar last night. He had some pretty crazy ideas about Those are just stories, Donnie. And people have been telling them around here for a long time. Earl was just having fun with you. But what if they're not? What if there's something wrong about these woods? He said something about his, his Indian ancestors. They knew about a creature. It's about as Indian as you or I. You really think there's a monster in the woods, Tony? You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. episode 110 welcome to the buzzkill podcast where today's episode is all about trees company trees company james we've been waiting for you james james what no trees company oh all about them trees baby you're always dashing my dreams you bastard <laughs> that's kind of what i do uh yeah so we're uh, we're heading back to the forest because we have done a uh, a woodsy episode in the past mm-hmm. it's been a while back they told us not to go back but damn them to hell I can't stay away from all that hard wood uh who are you <laughs> oh i'm mike i'm jim <laughs> and i'm justin <laughs> i forgot we didn't do that that's all right it's been it's been a whole week since we've it, done this it, show so it's easy we, to forget the format we had a lot going on in the last week in all fairness it's true we did we did we uh we, we uh, attended we, the wedding that we talked about last week the the, the wedding of the millennium sure yeah Power couple. The, the Moedium. <laughs> the Moedium. 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 <laughs> it's the Moedium. It's the, the wedding of the Moedium. It just sounds like you have like a really bad last It's the Moedium. <laughs> yeah, um, so we went to the be wedding. Not uh, with the Willenium, I'm just saying. The Willenium? Is that Will Smith? Oh, yes. Will, why did I say Smith? <laughs> It's like people who say milk. This is going to be a long episode if we're, if we're only like less than three minutes in and we can't talk already. This is going to be great. I sat down with a glass of milk and I listened to my, my well Smith records. You mean milk? You drink a glass of milk. <laughs> a nice, nice oh, cold glass say, of milk. Do people say milk? Milk. No, it's, it's either milk or milk. I used I, to that's call what it I that. usually I, hear. But I, used like, to, I used to call it that to, to mess with people a little bit. Milk. Milk. Yeah, you want a glass of milk? <laughs> oh, sounds gross. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust where that's coming from. <laughs> There's actually there actually is a milk. Um, it's milk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I took a picture of that and I sent it to my buddy Greg because we're both we I, I haven't watched Simpsons in a long time but we always used to be huge fans of the Simpsons and there's an episode where the school's making cutbacks mm-hmm. on their budget or something and uh, Bart goes to crack his his knuckles and he goes oh why are my bones so brittle I always make sure that I drink plenty of and he holds the carton up in front of him and he's like milk <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw that company that came out I think they're relatively new. Yeah, with malt, I, I was I, like, "Why would you drink that?" I bought it once. How Wait, was it's it? a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh M- shit. M A L K. 
It was um, it's what, what nut is it from or something or, or is it almonds or I, uh, almonds because of the or something AL, like I that. I wanted to say it's probably I for, I forget, almonds, but it was like the Kroger like manager special because it expires tomorrow, and yeah. I drank it tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, and it's like six bucks for like a pint really? or something, and I was or, uh, I wasn't That's as pretty steep, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I is, drank is, a little bit and dumped it. Just drink moo juice. This is why I only drink it straight from the source. That's it. <laughs> it like actually, straight newborn baby over here. <laughs> <laughs> like straight from the teat into his straight, mouth. Straight from. <laughs> uh, oh hell! So yeah, we went to the wedding. Uh, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. Blasty blast. We, we got did. we got J Raj out on the dance floor just like we said we would. Mm, he did. It's true. That's true. A correction from last week. Uh, J danced. <laughs> I, I seen it. Well, it was, I just it, was it was it was hard because if he wanted to hang out with us, he had to be on the dance floor because that's, that's where we were all night. And uh, your fiance was out there with us. So, she was. Uh, well, she dances though. He doesn't. Yes, that's true. These stupid movements that people do with their bodies, she doesn't think they're stupid like Jay does. Next time I'm going to go out there. I'm not going to use she... any arm movements. I'm going to leave them dead <laughs> down to the side and just like hop and jump and stuff. You'd be a better really dancer weird. than ninety percent of us out there, though. Yeah. Yeah, those were the kind of dances that were happening out there. Anyway, it'd be funny to get like some sort of like uh, like local anesthetic that like, <laughs> would make someone's entire like like limb like completely numb, and as they like, walk up to somebody at a wedding like right before the dancing starts, just accidentally inject it into their arm or into their leg, and so <laughs> that wouldn't be that wouldn't be funny at all because they wouldn't dance anymore because they'd think they were having a stroke. <laughs> my, I think my favorite gotcha! part. <laughs> I think my favorite part of this wedding event was I think it was you and Mr. Trandall. The, a song, uh, bend over, put your knees to your elbows, or something. <laughs> and all these people are like doing some dance that goes with it. And you guys just squat down to the floor, and you guys both in the middle of the dance floor just rest your knees on your elbows and sit there. Because oh, it, it doesn't, no, I was cracking up. Because it doesn't make any that. sense. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Uh, I don't know. If somebody tells you to bend over and let your knees touch your elbows, I think I think you're supposed to like throw your <laughs> ass the in the air. Thing. I think you're supposed to throw your ass around like behind you, <laughs> like your your knees are at your elbows and your ass is just kind of wiggling, doing one of these things. He didn't tell me it. anything about shaking my muffin. All he said was bend over and <laughs> let your knees touch your elbows. So I fair did enough, what he told me enough. to, and you did it well. <laughs> Thanks, man. I uh, I did something at this wedding though that I've literally never done before. A girl. <laughs> I quit. Uh, <laughs> quit. Uh, it's the second week in a row. He quit. <laughs> You're on a roll. Yeah. What? Um, what? No. I uh, at the start of the wedding reception, uh, I did not get a single drink from the bar. What? Literally not a single drink. Wait. At the start of the what? At the reception, we had we had we had we had drinks that were delivered to the table. Yeah. Uh, for dinner mm-hmm. because they closed the bar. Who fucking closes a bar? Everybody does. At dinner. It. It's Everybody. Stupid. Everybody. It's stupid. <laughs> Anyway, we got drinks brought to us because our uh, our waiter was uh, pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, big he shout brought, out, big brought, shout out to Drew. He even brought he us brought extra, you food. extra food. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. It was our was other Marianne our other Trandall, two buddies yeah. each each ate two dinners, and I was thoroughly impressed. I, yeah, but um, anyway, he brought us uh, he brought us some cocktails and then some uh, some bourbon coffee, mm-hmm. and uh, I started getting a migraine again. Same thing happened to me at the uh, day of games. Well, that I was started, the last you drank that night. That was it. Yeah. Okay. I took. I, I. 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 I knew that it was gonna come. I'm like, there's no way in hell I want to feel like shit for the whole rest of this thing. So, but you know what? I had a good time. Doesn't matter. I didn't even like. So once miss you it. once you stopped drinking, you the headache went away. Oh, I took a bunch of Advil, but I knew that if I started. <laughs> well, I knew that if I started drinking again, though, it was probably gonna come back. So I didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to tempt it. I was I having just, a good I, time. I just so. went. I took a half bottle of Advil. I felt fine. <laughs> <laughs> took my pants off. Listen, listen. The pimp. The pimp basket in the bathroom had a whole bunch of stuff in it. So. <laughs> 
you know, down half the bottle and, you know. Oh, I, sh- I showered potentially in the same shower that uh, one Bill Murray showered Oh, in. yeah, I forgot. And That's, Bob Ritchie. And Bob Ritchie, and, a.k.a. And uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, well, people outside of Michigan might not know who that is. Sure but they do. It's Miguel, Miguel fucking Cabrera, dude. He was like, he was like the the great uh, uh, triple crown. No, he wasn't triple crown. Yeah, he was triple crown, like two two times. Yeah, you would have People to would absolutely know who he was. Mm, I don't know. Not everybody <laughs> follows baseball. <laughs> and, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and what else? Just kind of. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, hung out. It was fun. Good time. Good we food. May or may not have rifled through Bill Murray's locker. Yeah, he wears don't, he wears he wears Puma cleats. By the way, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and did you uh, did you poop in his shoes? <laughs> because you should have. I didn't. No, no, that's I I left that for you because I figured you would. I know it sounds crazy. Like people are like, think, oh yeah, ha ha, Bill Murray. No, I, I legitimately do actually think this was a Bill Murray locker. That being said, well, I'm, yeah, the, the the lockers had names on them for a reason. But it was open though. Do you think that somebody else just put their shit in the locker? I don't know. That I don't know. That's like the... I'll tell you what. When we take a break, I'm going to look up pictures of Bill Murray golfing because they're not hard to find because he does it every day of his life because he's awesome. And I'm going to see if he wears Puma shoes. Oh, well, there you go. And they're, they're, we'll at least narrow the possibilities down a little bit. The Buzzkill Podcast is on the case. It's on the case. And if he does, we will <clears> go <throat> back and poop in his Puma shoes because <laughs> that would make national headline news. Someone took a shit. So many shit in Bill Murray's shoes. <laughs> would you call those Poopas? <laughs> poop, poop, <laughs> You're going to make me Puma pants. <laughs> um, um, so before we get to anything else, though, I do want to talk about one thing. Yeah. The Pet Cemetery trailer dropped. And we don't have like a section to talk about trailers, and I don't like talking about them during the news. Why? So we're going to do it right now. Okay. Real quick. All right. What do you think of the new Pet Cemetery trailer? Uh, well, I'll say what I said in the Do You Love Horror uh, group on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, first of all, I couldn't get, like some trailers, it's really hard to get the actual vibe of what they're going for. Because mm-hmm. this, the whole trailer was pretty frenetically edited. Yeah, like it looked yeah, really fast paced. And if you if you know anything about the original not. P- Pet Cemetery, it's not fast paced. So it kind of makes it look that way. Uh, it kind of looks like they're going to do a lot of jump scares, which I hope they don't. I don't mind jump scares, yeah. but I hope that they don't rely on jump scares. Uh, also, the the scary kids in masks thing. Could get pretty tired pretty quickly. My first thought, though, was, I swear to God, since they're both Stephen King quote-unquote stories, if they tie the scary mask kids... If the scary mask kids are the like kids Castle, from Castle, Castle Rock, Rock, then I would be okay <laughs> with it. That's the first thing that I thought of. Um, uh, it's overall, tired, but overall, it looks though, cool. Overall, though, I'm looking forward to it. I am, as am I. But the one issue that I did have, and uh, one, of the other the guys on, one of the other guys on uh, Facebook uh, he said it first, and then I agreed with him, t- uh, Tony G on Facebook, he said... Where's the Mainer accent yep. from John Lithgow? Yep. I, the exact. Where's that drawl? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I understand that, that was that, that could very well have just been an acting choice by, um, by the uh, I, I can't think of his name. John Lithgow. Yeah. No. 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 The, the original guy from the first. Oh, Fred. Pet, Fred Gwynn. Yeah. That could have been just a choice that he made. That might not even have been. I in, mean, it it takes place in in Bangor, Maine, though. And he's like an old he's an old Maine resident. So fair. why wouldn't he have that? Touche. I do think though that John Lithgow is going to kill it because he kills it and everything. Sure, yeah. I think that once the movie starts, you will probably not even worry about his accent. Um I I'm think gonna... the, I think the cat looks stupid though. 
Oh, I like it. It just looked like a cat that had hair gel in it. Like, it didn't look like it was like a cat back from the dead. It really just, didn't. Just this cat looks suave as fuck. Right? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like a weird thing to complain about. And I'm not really complaining, but I didn't. People said, they, I love the cat. Like, I didn't really care for the cat. I like, I, um, I like the look on his face because he's cute, but also menacing. I Something about Church from the original the color of church mm -hmm. because he wasn't a black cat. He was like this really dark charcoal yeah. gray. There was something always super scary about the yes, coloring of that cat. And I agree. Going with a tiger, a tiger cat for this one. Tiger cat. Tiger cat. He still <laughs> looks cool, but I, I think that uh, I, I like the original color of church. I, I tend to agree. Although, I think though, the I've family never read, looks really good too though. Yeah. The family, looks, family good. looks good. I hate, I mean, cause you know, you know, spoilers. If you haven't seen pet cemetery, poor little gauge is going to die. And I like that bums me out because that kid is really cute, just mm -hmm. like the original little Gage. And so you you know you know he's gonna get wasted by one of those trucks. By the way, that's a dirt road. Are trucks really flying down a dirt road that fast? Yeah. And why are trucks going down a dirt road? And and would it would it would a flying truck really kill him? That Gage. What yeah. a what a vage. What a put. <laughs> what a vage. <laughs> um, Overall, though, I'm, I'm excited to see where they take it. No, I, I think it looks fantastic. There was other people that I saw that were complaining about the like the look of the cemetery. I thought it looked fine. I, I, I didn't really see where they were coming from. I rewatched it, and I'm like, it looks... I mean, it's supposed to be an old as Indian as, burial ground. As Why? far as remakes go, yeah. I think it looks pretty fucking good. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm shocked we got a trailer this quick, though. I will say that. Somebody else mentioned that, too, on the dude right. before. Um, it might actually have been, uh, Alex from, uh, Beyond the Void, but like, it's possible that like it, it was rushed a little bit. Yeah. But it seems, it seems a tad worrisome that or, they announced it and then a trailer came out so quickly afterward. we're just so used to movies getting caught up in red tape so much yeah. that when something actually goes to plan, like pumping out a Stephen King movie after the success of it. Right. When it actually goes to plan, there's nothing and, stopping it. It just goes, that's And maybe normal. that's, maybe that's why it did happen so fast because... Stephen King adaptations are on a huge rebound. Yes. Not that they ever went away necessarily, but, but you they're have, big now though. Yeah, you have uh, um, uh, 1922, uh, 11, 22, 63. I think the Gerald's game. Uh, I think the difference it, is that like there's all money the... being thrown at them now. Yeah, like before they were kind of low budget affairs. Now it's big money. It's right. big budgeted stuff that is you know right. that wants Stephen King stories. Yeah. Know? Uh, th this could belong in news, but before I forget about it, Fox News just just posted just now that they had um, Vern Troyer. Fake news. It's fake news. It's all fake news. We know uh, Vern Troyer died uh, back in April. Correct. Right. Um, well, they just reported the cause of death. Oh. So he was admitted for alcohol intoxication on mm -hmm. April third. Mm -hmm. um, and Vern Troyer was mini me for those of you. I mean, everyone knows who that is. Um, Austin Powers and that. So he was admitted to the hospital on April 3rd. He died there on April 21st. Um, and the coroner just released that the manner of death was certified as a suicide. What? Whoa. And uh, his representative said last April he's been struggling with depression and thoughts of suicide. And, um... Yeah, so... So did they rule it a suicide? Like, was he in a coma from the time they took him to the... To you the know, hospital I, until he died? I, I don't recall. Because um, like, he, didn't, like, he didn't kill himself in the hospital, right? He would. I mean, no, it was no it was it was suicide by alcohol. Okay, so oh, okay, he okay. so he was he drank, he, himself. He drank himself. So he must have been in a coma that entire time. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine so. I right. mean, um, so I'm sure they found some other reasons, or you know, because someone could die from accidental alcohol uh, intoxication. Yeah, by, you know, of death. 
Um, but I'm sure they found something else leading to it, some other sure. uh, evidence that supported the fact that it was, you know, intentionally a suicide. Maybe there's yeah. some more info forthcoming as well. Like if yeah, it's crazy. Left some kind I, of note or something. I had heard that he had been struggling with depression for a long time, so. It, Unfortunately, that doesn't shock me. No. Like I'm not like flambasted. Flambasted? Is that a word? Uh, lamb. 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 Lambasted or lamb. Lambasted, but that doesn't I like really. Flambasted. It doesn't really apply here. I was fla- I was not flambasted by, <laughs> by the news. <laughs> it still doesn't apply. Um, I wasn't. No. I wasn't basted in flame. <laughs> You imagine what it'd be like if you were, though. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I wasn't shocked by it, though. Like, uh, unfortunately, he is a guy that had a lot of demons and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know. Yep. But, um... <laughs> well... <laughs> uh, speaking of things that went wrong... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If you could have seen the dance Jim just did. Oh, that was, it was my, so wrong. Like, so right. was, How do I segue was, out of that? It was my segue dance when I can't think of a segue, so I just do a little dance. Let's, let's that's, move on to some that's directions. More, <laughs> it's more for us than it is for you, really. Stupid! You're so stupid! Uh, so, corrections for this week. Um, guess what, guys? Here's a quick correction. We don't need to do this segment today. <laughs> we, had a, we had a perfect episode. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to a perfect episode. Well, I, keep I, I'm sure it's not perfect. I, I can't confirm that because I didn't listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I uh, I got about an hour into it, and then I, I had to stop because I was doing other I actually more important things. I did listen to the whole thing, and I did not pick up on anything. So um, that's right. not to say that we were right about everything, but... Uh, but we certainly weren't wrong about everything. <laughs> we uh, we got a, we did a solid B plus, I think, guys, mm. last last week. Well done, boys. Well and done. that segment was still longer than some of your other ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, since there's no corrections, let's move on to what we are doing this week. So we're talking about uh, trees, trees, trees Tree, company, trees company, <laughs> trees company, not trees company. So so <clears throat> a peek behind the curtain. James comes today and he goes, so "What are we going to call this episode?" And I go. I said trees company. It's stupid, and then apparently we're gonna go with it. So uh, that's yeah. It's not really. That wasn't. It wasn't that's really not really a peek behind the curtain. It's just. <laughs> I shouldn't. Ex- that's you. Exp- put it this way. That's I you didn't... explaining a joke and making it no longer funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect it to stick. Let's put it that way. I have to apologize real quick for my uh, the nasally quality of my voice tonight. I've. You have dicks in your nose. <laughs> I have two big old dicks in my nose. Uh, I seem to have fallen ill, and uh, and it it sucks, and I sound like an idiot. But you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, so if I just talk like this the rest of the time, <laughs> you won't you won't sound so bad when people listen to you. Oh yeah, by comparison, I sound like a like a uh, ooh. I can actually I can, <laughs> I can when I'm sick I can go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. No, I can I can go deeper. <laughs> Go deeper, James. Uh, I so, wish I'd never heard that before. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week we're talking three trees company. <laughs> Damn it, we're talking threes company. And uh, so last week we spun we, the wheel we got, of pizza and uh, the wheel of death pizza. The wheel of death pizza and um, pizza we, death. Pizza death. Sure. Uh, death pizza. I like death pizza better. Death pizza. Oh, we should make it death pizza. <gasps> death pizza. Damn. We're gonna do a pizza Dude, episode. That's what, oh, oh, We're gonna do a pizza episode. That's what we'll do for our next hot sauce challenge. We'll make a death pizza, and it'll just have like habaneros on it and it. all kinds of different peppers and hot sauces and stuff. I'm into it. Um, cool. so we we landed on uh, beer picks the movies. Right. So the beer that we had picked was uh, Michael went out and got us uh, one single bottle <laughs> for good reason. 
because this is a, a sixteen dollar bottle of it's beer. Sixteen dollars a for twelve ounces of beer. Sixteen dollars is this? No, I think this is sixteen. Oh, it's no, you're right. It's twelve point seven. You'd think for sixteen dollars it would be like twelve percent alcohol. You would think only- for sixteen dollars it'd be a little more beer. <laughs> 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 it's only six percent. What, what the fuck, Mike? You got gypped. My guess is that it's like a really small batch. That's my guess. Yeah, it's got to be something um, like that. Uh, so this but, is uh, this yeah. is from the Lost Abbey. Yeah, it's called Ghosts in the Forest, Oak Aged Wild Ale. What a can, sweet name! Can you explain this to me because I don't really see how it's relevant to the episode tonight? Oh, um, was that important? Ghosts in the Forest. That I, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. What was the first movie we watched? Um, the Forest. Oh, Spirits in the Woods. Oh. I fucked it up. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so here, I'm going to let you do the honors of opening this one because it's got a cool cork on top. Ooh. And RJ, I'm gonna, I took open a, wide. I took a picture of the uh, <laughs> the label here. So. It's just beer, so. If you shook it up, it would shoot. Oh, if I shook it's it up. It's carbonation, yeah. bro. It, it doesn't no matter what. <laughs> so you seen if I jerk it around a little bit, it's not my <clears throat> yeah. shit off? Yes. Is that what you're saying here? All right. So this is uh, Ghosts in the Forest Oak Aged Wild Ale. There's an aura of mystery that occurs when we close the doors to our barrel room. No one can say for sure what happens each night, but it's obvious there are spirits, ghosts if you will, working their magic. We're not sure how many inhabit our oak forest. At present, there are five large fodders and more than 1,200 oak barrels for them to hide in, around and behind. To this day, oops, shit. To this day, no one has managed to see one during the day, but our nighttime brewers hear whispers and the sensation of unnerving drafts of wind. Arriving out of thin air. Isn't that where wind comes from? <laughs> thin air. Uh, it's as if the ghosts want to be seen or at a minimum acknowledged. After 11 years, we felt it was time to give them their due. You, you're going to want to serve this baby at a, at a temperature of 40 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So we is there actual spirits in this beer possibly then? It's could have Yeah, I think we've, we've I think drank, we're setting, setting ourselves up for a haunting here. We drank another beer that had a very similar story to that. What was it? It was like where they uh, they would they, they heard like banging in the brewery at the end of the night or whatever. Yeah, it was not long ago what either. What was it? What I can't remember. We'll have to remember it. And yeah, we'll, do some, we'll figure it out for next be, week. You know, we'll put that in the corrections for next week that we can <laughs> that have we, something. That we maybe we'll actually have Let's a correction. Let's see if this makes a pop. Wally's, uh, go ahead. Oh, oh hey, hey. Oh, While he's uh, cracking that and pouring that, I'd heard a story today about Ouija boards. Yeah. That it was from like the National Exorcism Society or something like that. And they said that. Is that one, a real thing? I don't know. It was probably not. <laughs> but it was like they said one in four Ouija boards. It's blarely real. Is actually. So 25% chance that your Ouija board is actually uh, linked to some dark evil hole or something like that and What's <laughs> some, some demonic presence and there's like if, if it is there's a 75 percent chance that that doorway passageway will open if you use it and if that passageway opens there's a 96 percent chance that that demonic entity will come through that passageway <laughs> no what are their sources for these Who's, bags is this your cup? that one's mine yeah i don't know but the swill what? Oh. <laughs> I'm mixing this. Well, you'd be mixing it with... Uh, but I, now I want to go buy three more Ouija serum. boards. <laughs> Just get them all going at one time? Yeah, I, I have one, so let's get three more. Did I ever tell you were the, guaranteed. Did I ever tell you the story about my buddy Dave's house? We were, uh, we were up in his attic, and uh, we, we were crawling around one of the back corners, and we realized that, like, Usually when you make a wall or whatever, you cover it with, you know, drywall or whatever. Well, up in his attic, it wasn't drywalled. It was just like... Uh, 
um, like like uh, plywood. It was yeah. basically plywood on the walls. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't talking to the mic. And uh, <clears throat> when you turned the corner, some of the plywood, um, it wasn't plywood that was nailed to the wall. It was Ouija boards up in his attic. It was more than one Ouija board? Well, well one, but like, it was, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to pluralize it, but like there was a Ouija board used as wall covering. That's up weird. in the corner, dark. It was an old one too. Did he ever? A really he... old Ouija board. It didn't have the the Mattel thing on it. No, no, no. This was this was like a, if, if memory serves, it was a while ago. But if memory serves, it almost looked like hand painted. Like really, it was like a handmade Ouija board. Yeah. What? And uh, um, I almost think about it, it's like I wonder if somebody affixed it to the house so that it would never leave. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say, I was gonna say has did he ever have any like weird happenings in his house? I not that I know of. No. Yeah. What was the did. Were you the were you the person who had a friend with a super haunted house where the brother wouldn't sleep the, like the oh yeah well it wasn't it was a more of an acquaintance but yeah yeah it was my story well, um, I, I, I already drank out of that and I'm sick and you're oh. about to pour it into Justin's <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> sorry all you right got, uh, you're no a, longer friends you got a little more than us be happy yeah I am happy thanks trying to um, trying to kill this he sickness got seven dollars of beer and I got three thanks <laughs> <laughs> cheers cheers boys. Whoa. Oh, holy wow. shit. Wow. 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 That was intense. I wasn't expecting that. Neither was I. It's, it almost, it tastes like a sour. It is like a sour, yeah. Um. Wow. That's, uh... It's not bad. I just wasn't, no. ex I wasn't expecting it. No, it's not bad at all. It's actually pretty it's good. It's supposed just... to be sour. Right? The oh, that's aftertaste actually... is kind of reminiscent a little bit of, like, weed. <laughs> <laughs> I got a faint hint of marijuana. Well, in my mouth. Like, like not so much the skunky part of weed, though. Like that more earthy sort of. Yeah, that's weird. It was weird. That's very. Oh, you know what that is? It's weird. That's you kind of kind of weird me out. That's the spirits we're tasting. Oh, guys. oh, because oh, they're because they're sour because they're they're upset that they're dead. It's sour ghosts. Real, oh, wouldn't they be salty? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, this is um. Wow, wow. That's, that's very intense. It really, is. it's. It, I can. Yeah. It hit me I like I was doing a shot of liquor. Like, yeah. Like that, that's how strong. We, we it all was. were very. I think this might be the first time in over two years of the show that we took a drink of something and we were all just really taken aback by the flavor of something. It, it doesn't really. It doesn't smell strong like it is. Like how it tastes. You no, know? it doesn't smell like much. Well, I'm sick, so I can't smell anything. But the uh, it, it almost tastes it. Honestly, it tastes like pure lemon juice. It kind of does. <laughs> I'm almost wondering if it's good. Like, did it go bad? No, I think I that's how it's I will let you know to tomorrow if I am <laughs> <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead or uh, sitting on the toilet. Yeah, I'm going to look up some uh, reviews of this and see what people say about the... Well, because uh, like I said, they don't have any information on the bottle about what it, like, the flavor They do notes call it a wild like ale. That. Maybe that's the wild part of it. This is wild. <laughs> it says wild. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's Lost Abbey, Ghosts in the Forest. So, uh, and also we didn't talk about what we're what we're watching. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what we watched. We're we're talking about um, the forest mm -hmm. and Dark was the Night. Yeah, those two movies. So those, that's those. what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got uh, distractified by a uh, text massage. All right. Um. So, this week in the bleed feed, uh, we got a couple deaths, guys. 
couple a uh, couple deaths. The death of um, decency. One of them, uh, most people will know. Uh, rest in peace to Scott Wilson, best known as Herschel from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I never watched The Walking Dead, but I you always, watched a little bit of a it. A little bit of it, and he was in it from the very beginning, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this yeah, is the uh, so. old guy, white beard, pretty. Right. You can pretty, you know, uh, recognizable from the show. Right. Uh, he left the show relatively recently, I think within the last season or so. I don't watch it, so yeah, correct I'm, me if I'm wrong. I'm but, not sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, he passed away at the age of 76. Uh, as far as I could tell, there was no cause of death that was released. Um, yeah, he was, uh, he, you'd also know him from uh, Exorcist 3 and Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, I believe that he was the old man that uh, the, the title character that Leslie Vernon went to go see. Like he was his... Uh, oh my gosh, Gene? Yeah, I believe it was Was that Gene. him? Yeah, I'm 99% sure. Wow. I, I, I could have I I th- looked it up, but I didn't. <laughs> I uh, think I think you're right, yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So he was definitely a horror staple. Uh, people definitely knew who he was, so rest in peace to Scott Wilson. Uh, the other death is a guy that you probably... Uh, oh yeah, it was. Probably don't know. Uh, his name was Will Vinton. And Will Vinton was a claymation animator. He died at the age of 70 years old uh, due to a, uh, a, a seemingly, it seems like at least, a, a rare white blood cell cancer. Mm. Which you don't really hear about blood cell cancer all that much. At least I don't feel like you do. Maybe it's more common than I think. I mean, leukemia. Leukemia is a blood cell cancer, isn't well, it? fuck me. I guess I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But, um, yeah, Will Vinton, uh, claymator, claymation animator, worked on a ton of stuff. Uh, he worked on the absolutely... One of the most terrifying horror films of of recent memory, uh, that's a movie called Return to Oz. Oh, Wait, <laughs> look, the fucking Wheelers, man. Oh, he man. might not have worked on that part of it, but that movie, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he did a lot of work on Return <clears throat> to Oz. However, though, what so he he did the uh, what the hell did they call was he called the Goblin King? The guy, oh, probably, the yeah. giant, the giant yeah. like wall with a face that probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say so. Damn, um, it didn't specify what he did, just that he worked on it. But sure. yeah, it was claymation. I'm, I'm assuming he worked on it. Um, however, though, he has two other creations to his name that I think are way more well known than probably any of his horror work. One of them being that he is the creator of the California Raisins. Oh, really? Sweet. I had a California Raisins lunchbox. When I had a I was California younger. Raisins bedsheet set when I was a kid. Damn okay, straight. Uh, even we just, more, we just, we just aged ourselves. By even the way. <laughs> even more impressive than the California Raisins, as if that can get more impressive. Yeah, he is the creator of the one of the greatest mascots in pizza history. Oh, the Noid. The Noid. Is he really? He is the creator of Domino's Pizza, the Noid character, which spawned video games and like cartoons <laughs> and like. Thing, that thing was everywhere in the 90s. I have. Do you have the Noid Super Nintendo game? Uh, no, but I've played it. I have it. I've played it. Oh, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'd probably played it with you. Probably. I played with your Noid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they bring back the Noid? That would they be... did. They did. They he did? comes back very, very infrequently, but every now and then they do They do use him still. Well, that's cool. Um, Those are some uh, big credits to his yeah, name. Yeah, so, so huge. Uh, I'll steal this from Kevin Smith. Big bucket of win to uh, Will Vinton. Created some absolute masterpieces that will live on you know, in, in infamy. For so. sure. Infamy? In infamy? Yeah. You don't, th- you, don't, you don't think that the Noid and the California Raisins are infamous? Infamous is a bad thing. Is it? Yeah. Typically. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's Mike and Really? Words. I was it was a good thing. No. Am I that dumb? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
Let me let, let me pull up a please do. Let me pull up an exact definition. Please, for I, you. Need, I need an English lesson here. Oh, please, for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, infamy, extremely, <laughs> extremely bad reputation, public reproach, or strong condemnation as the result of a shameful criminal or outrageous act. <laughs> The infamous California Raisins. <laughs> Can you imagine that show? Where they're like a gang, like a gang of like. Uh... <laughs> I mean, the, I, I guess the Noid was probably infamous because he was always trying to steal people's people's oh pizza. God. Right? I've used that word wrong my whole life. I feel like such a, I feel like such a pots right now. <laughs> uh, to be fair, you uh, use a lot of words wrong. I do. So. I do. Listen. I'm smart, just in different areas, all right? Come on, I, I promise. All right, let's get into some actual news here, though. Um, his is a, his <laughs> is a, a physical intelligence. <laughs> all right. All right, uh, so to the, uh, the Bleed feed, uh, according to George A. Romero's wife, uh, the late director left behind somewhere between 40 and 50 completed screenplays. That boy liked Which work. is amazing. Yeah. Um, she, and sounds like she is going to make it, like, her goal to get a lot of those used hmm. and made. So George Romero's career isn't over. Yeah. Like he's he will live on well past his death, which I which is, I think is incredible. <laughs> he will live in infamy <laughs> for eternity. Fuck you. Um he so also do you think though that <clears throat> do you think that it's a possibility that he has forty to fifty completed screenplays that were never used because he didn't want them used. Like maybe they weren't up to um, par. I don't know. For I, you know, for what he. If there's one thing that I know about the the entertainment industry, um, specifically the movie industry, you know, it's that like writers write, hmm. and not everything that they write is going to get picked up. There could be there could be scripts that he tried forever to get made that just never did, and unfortunately, when you die, sometimes those properties they become hot commodities because you're never going to get more George Romero now. So right. those. You know, so this could be a case of that. I'm sure there are probably some in there that maybe he wasn't a huge fan of, but oftentimes a writer's best work are the ones that they don't like. You know, That's like true. a lot of times you'll see poets. You're, you're your own biggest critic. Yeah, you'll see poets where their their masterworks get released well after they're dead. You know, and like some of their more famous stuff. I can't give you examples because I'm dumb, but like some of their, you know, you, you hear that all the time though about after oh, people's yeah, death, things come out and it's always like amazing stuff. Yeah, or artists who were who were panned their entire career and then they die and then all of a sudden they're superstars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain, for example, uh, there was a Nirvana <clears throat> song called you, you Know You're Right that was released well after his death. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm this is probably, a, I'm, might be a minority in this, I think that is one of the better Nirvana songs. Oh, I love that It's song. a great song. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. it's like, and that was well after he died. And granted, whatever but like you know this is one of those things mm -hmm. um so yeah he also left behind though a film from 1973 that is finished that he shot that never got released what was that uh i don't there was no name for it but uh they are in the process of releasing it huh. so there will be at least one more george a. romero directed film very cool that we'll see the light of day at some point in time nice i uh, suppose it's about like ageism and it's not like uh at least that's what's what I gathered from it. Um, still, still a genre film. Yeah, it looks, it's 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 more of a drama, I think. Hmm. Um, but definitely dark, like a dark drama about like ageism, I guess, or something. I don't know. Huh. More details as they emerge, for sure. Um, let's see here. This is just a quick bit of news. Uh, Rambo Five is officially titled Rambo: Last Blood, <laughs> which I think is actually kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a cheesy name, but they they drew Last Blood. <laughs> 
I, I, it's a good bookend, though. You know, like it's First just, Blood was the original movie. Now we're ending it's the, just, the five film series with Rambo: Last Blood. I don't, I'm it, gonna do it. It's just him as an old man giving blood in one of the, in one of those trucks where you can go donate blood, and it's him recounting the tales of when he was younger. And they'll bring in Milo Ventimiglia to play him as a young Rambo. And that's what it's going to be. Tell me you wouldn't watch that. Yeah, hell yeah. I'd, he's I'd just watch the shit out of He's that. sitting there squeezing the little stress ball, <laughs> asking for a cookie, and telling stories about it's when he was... It's not over! It's not over! <laughs> and just recounting tales of when he was younger and just, like, murdering people. I would watch that. Okay, um, so this is, uh, this is a hot topic between the two of us right now. Um... <clears throat> Creep Show, the TV series. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Two bits of news. A, they released a poster. Yeah. What do you think of the poster, Mike? I think that it's the greatest piece of modern art I've ever seen. What do you really think, Mike? God, I hate it. <laughs> I really do hate it. Um, I think it's terrible. I think it's all wrong. I, I, and I get the fact that Nicotero worked on it and that he's like a god. Like I get it. I just don't like it. The <laughs> font that they used for the logo looks terrible it looks like you would find it on one of those like like uh like 1001 freefonts.com like it looks like just one of those like just standard boogeyman fonts it looks terrible um i, think I mean the, to be fair the doesn't photo? the original creep show I mean, no, it's not no. it's 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 very it's different and no it's, got body it, to it's it, very it's different awesome. from the original creep show font but it's got the same essence yeah but but it's but it's but it's bad. Like you can have the essence of something. It's just bad though. Like I don't. Know. I like the idea that they would like. I like the fact that they were going for an EC Comics look. I don't even think they got that. I sent you a couple examples well, the other day, they, and it looks nothing it, like it. It has the exact same layout as it with the sure, with the thing that on the, it's like got the three little dividing lines. The little banner on the side that says terror. And then up top, it's the you know ten cents over in the corner, and then it's got the title. But the only the problem is though, if you art? look at if you look at an EC comic, they should have gone with yeah that old hand drawn, old the, school art. And you f- brought up the fact that it just looks like they took a photo, and so th- this was designed looks- by artist Tim Bradstreet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he hand drew it or not, but it looks like they took a photo and just photoshopped that's it to the, make it look like that's a drawing. exactly what it looks like. It looks like um you brought it up. It looks like uh, um. Oh, you brought it to me the other day. Somebody else did it. Yeah. I forget. I, I forget. I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but it just looks I, bad, I, though. I remember who, but I'm not going to say. It just looks bad, though. Like It looks like... It looks lazy. Quite frankly, it looks lazy. And where's like the circles on the left-hand side saying, featuring the Crypt Keeper and this? And, like, that's a standard EC Comics thing. Yeah. You know? And, like, and, and the, the logos were always <clears throat> thick. Vault of Horror, The Creep Show, uh, Tales from the Crypt. They, it was very thick letters and creepy thick letters. Yeah. It just... This poster did not scream EC Comics or Creep Show to me whatsoever. I mean, as far as the um, layout and stuff, it looks just like it. But <sighs> whatever. Um... Yeah, I get, so, I get so, where you're coming so that's, from. So that's our, my take. Obviously, you liked it. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I just said. I said. I think it's cool that they went with that sort of layout to make it look like an old EC Comics cover. But I agree with you where the the weird photoshopped looking photo. Yeah. Doesn't fit that theme. No, they should I don't have think gone. It does at all. They should have gone totally hand drawn. Well, on the flip side, though, good things about it. We all know that the series is going to be great, though. It, again, it's Nicotero and everything else. But we can add a couple more names to to the hat. Uh, Stephen King will absolutely be contributing stories mm-hmm. for the new series, which is amazing because this is his original series. So it's good to know that he's back. And his son, Joe Hill, will also be writing 
uh, some stories for it. So right uh, we're getting some more Stephen King originals <clears throat> uh, coming at you in Creepshow style. I have that seen, is always a good thing. I have seen people say, uh, prob- I, I think it was also on the Do You Love Horror group, that some people said that uh, Nicotero, as much as he is a legend in the, the world of uh, effects VFX, and stuff yeah. like that, that they think that he's a crap director. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that he's directed a few of the Walking Dead episodes, or actually qu- quite a, a, few. a lot of them. Quite the, a few, And yeah. some of the people, there was one person that brought it up, and I think some people who were agreeing that they don't like his directing style, mm-hmm. so they're kind of worried about him being the the director of the Creepshow series. Well, he's, not the, he's, not, he's the creative director. I don't. Th- I mean, he's directing probably some episodes, but I thought he was the full-on director. Uh, they're gonna have, no, they're gonna have a lot of different. Episodes, it's gonna be like a rotating directors. door. Of the director from Bubba Hotep is doing. Or no, oh. not, no, no, I'm sorry. The writer from Bubba Hotep is doing stories, not oh, directing. Right I apologize, but um, I yeah, I can't imagine the entire series is gonna be directed by one guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. I guess we'll see. Um, let's see here. Next <clears throat> on the docket, uh, what's new on Blue Baby? Let me tell you, Mike. <laughs> He's trying to catch you more <laughs> off guard every time. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, fans are waiting for the second season of the Netflix animated series Castlevania to drop on October 26th. The first season was baller as shit. The announcement has been made that you can own the first season on December 4th on Blu-ray. Uh, the Blu-ray will include sketch art to animation animatic, se- animatic sequences. And according to a fan who snapped a photo at New York Comic Con, you will also be able to grab an exclusive Castlevania t-shirt. If you're going to send him little love messages while I'm talking to you, you still have to use your multitasking brain because I'm talking to you and you you just look, you guys are, now you're flapping your dicks at each other. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. After Tony Todd teased a Candyman Blue on Twitter a couple months back, we found out soon after that he we would in fact be getting a collector's edition of the 90s cult classic, yeah. which will arrive on November 20th, 2019. Uh, they just released the full extras and specs for this Scream Factory release. Uh, it will include tons of interviews, tons of commentary, including one by director Bernard Rose from the Movie Crypt. Which I've heard, it's a fantastic fucking commentary. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened amazing. to it yet, but they that's, did it that's on, cool that they're actually including that in, this, in the Blu-ray. They did, when they recorded it, they actually had talked about how they could use it for this in the future. I almost wonder if... That was they maybe knew. already in the works, yeah. you know, and this was an excuse to get the commentary. Yeah, for sure. That being said, though, they did it part of the uh, the forty eight or the, yeah the forty eight hour uh, save the Yorkies um, yeah. uh, marathon they do, mm-hmm. and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a really really good. Uh, I think it's cool yeah. too because you have two uh, like you always hear commentaries <laughs> by directors and actors and writers and stuff like that, but to have Joe Lynch and Adam Green, two people who are completely disconnected from the movie. But love the movie, mm-hmm. being able to kind of throw their two cents in at the same time. Plus, they're awesome. If you have, if you have, if you Joe listen to Joe Lynch, the, is a is a fucking movie encyclopedia. Oh, dude, he he's knows crazy. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like the two of them started doing commentaries. Uh, they got asked. This is like long before I think even the movie crew was around. They got asked to do a fan commentary for the uh, the deluxe edition of I think it was Friday Four. I believe it was Friday Four. Um, and it was just on those those newer um, deluxe editions uh, that they released, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were great. And they just now periodically they do them uh, from time to time. They've done tons of them now, yeah. And they're all so good. Yeah. Nothing is near as good though as their uh, commentary for Sleepaway Camp with Phyllis Rose that they did at the very tail end of their movie marathon, mm-hmm. where they just lose their shit. <laughs> like Joe Lynch and Phyllis Rose, 
just it's fucking hilarious. Is that it the is, one where he's just talking in like a like a weird New York accent yeah, the whole time oh, or the, something? It's, 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 they both are. Her, Felissa Rose is too. It's so good. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. We're gonna come down here and you do balls. All the balls. You're coming here and you're gonna get some balls and balls. <laughs> that sounds riveting. It's amazing. It's so funny. If you know <laughs> what I'm talking about, you know how funny it is. <laughs> um... Uh, just to finish up, that's also coming with two cuts of the film in 2K resolution and much, 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 much more. Nice. And uh, that's pretty much what's new on blue. Well, alrighty then. All right, a uh, couple more things here. Uh, McFarlane Toys are bringing back their greatest line of toys ever, and that is their Movie Maniacs line, mm. which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly because I want a Babadook toy. Oh, cool. I really do. I don't know if they're going to make it. Oh, <laughs> I thought. But I, want I thought you said that maybe because they. <laughs> no, they have not released any uh, any ones that they're going to be making. But I would imagine they're going to go with a lot of the newer crop of horror movies. Um, so it's very exciting. Uh, McFarlane toys are like hugely sought after collectibles. It's weird that out of all the out of all the uh, horror characters that you said that you want a Babadook toy. I just think it'd be cool. It would be cool. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just that it, I wouldn't have guessed that you would want that one out of all other toys. I guess you don't even know me, James. I just don't. You don't even know me. I guess I don't. Um, he's going to be selling those directly through the website, though. So no more third-party in-store crap. They're going to sell directly to their customers, and uh, that's it. So they might actually be able to knock the price down. If they're selling directly. It'll direct, probably be more expensive, selling, in, my, in my opinion. You think? Yeah, they'll probably be smaller run. Well, no. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Because I was going to say, typically, if you're selling stuff, you, you sell wholesale to a to a third-party dealer, and then they mark it up to retail. Yeah. Usually, but, if you're selling directly to the customer, you can knock the price down. But when you sell to a third-party retailer, though, they buy in bulk, right. which drives the price down. So if you're making smaller runs, selling them directly, that price is going to skyrocket. So my guess is that before, they were probably like $25 toys or whatever, maybe $20 toys. They'll probably be about 35 bucks. That's going to be my guess. That's all conjecture. My guess is you're going to spend about 30 35 bucks figure. I'm going to disagree, but we'll see. That's fine. All right, so the biggest news of the week uh, to come out is that uh, James Gunn, it has been announced. James Gunn, and this is just a this is just a weird thing because I'm conflicted, will write and possibly direct Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. Now, uh, DC... I've never seen Suicide Squad, so... Well, DC is, I think, actually doing the smart thing by picking up James Gunn. Like, yeah. like Marvel shit the bed when they did what they did. Mm -hmm. And then, in my opinion, you might disagree. Yeah. Um, no, totally and agree. I think DC saw a gold mine and they locked him down, I think, probably as soon as possible. And being that Suicide Squad 1 did not do well, mm -hmm. and that was a big franchise that they were counting on, this this could be the the best move that DC has made to date in their filmmaking lifespan. <clears throat> the only problem I see is the part of the reason that Suicide Squad bombed was because people didn't like the characters that much. And if you're writing a Suicide Squad 2, you're still going to have a good portion of those but characters. But it's a writer and director that took a comic book like Guardians of the Galaxy that no one's ever heard of and wrote them into characters that everyone loved. For the and, first installment, though. But now that he's got that pedigree, people are going to go into it probably with a way more open mind than they did before. So, so hopefully they'll let him come in and kind of reconstruct, you know what I, I mean? I hope so. I hope so. Maybe re, uh, redo the Joker, perhaps? Yeah. That's just a thought. Maybe maybe not have him Michael, drive a purple Michael Lamborghini. Rooker, and... Michael Rooker is the Joker. Calling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Be amazing. Anyway, that is uh, that is your news for uh, for this week. 
All right, just to wrap it up, here's your stupid fact of the week. A jiffy is an actual unit of time for one one-hundredth of a second. What? I'll be back in a jiffy, so that's not even possible. It's not possible. <laughs> that was a short one, so I'll give you one more. More people are killed annually by donkeys than by airplane crashes. <laughs> well, would you look at that? Boom! That was the news. <laughs> those are those are fun. I like the fun facts. I tried to work some joke of like being the ass of something in there, and it just it just wasn't coming to me. I don't, got nothing today. Don't try too hard, Mike. Nope. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break here. When we come back, I'm gonna have a really good ass joke, and then we're gonna talk about some ghosts and forests and shit. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We're waiting for you. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. What did the uh, what did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? What? He wiped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did say he would come back with an ass joke. I did. Was, I did. That All was right. that was passable. Speaking of things At that are best. ass, let's talk about the forest from 2016. <laughs> All right, maybe you liked it. I will say this though. Um, <laughs> maybe you liked it, but let's not even talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. Um, Let's give him something to talk about. <laughs> I, uh, I, this movie didn't didn't do it for me. Nothing about didn't, it. Didn't didn't do it for me. Uh, so this is from 2016, directed by Jason Zada. Uh, Jason Zada uh, was one of the writers of a movie we actually really really liked, and that is The House Is October Built. Mm-hmm. Really liked that movie. He's one of the writers. This was his directorial debut. No, oh, yeah. No, was it? Yeah, I think so. Was it? I, I don't think, think so. it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, so this is starring uh, Natalie Dormer. <clears throat> Fine. Fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> that crooked smile, I tell you what. Oh, um, Natalie Dormer as... I don't as, know why uh, her mouth is crooked, but... <laughs> Sarah slash Jess Price. It does it. You have uh, Taylor Kinney, who plays uh, Aiden, who is the... Uh, he is the guy, the reporter, uh, based in Japan, who works for an Australian travel magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he And he is working with a guy named Michi, played by uh, Yukiyoshi Ozawa, and... Uh, I got that name right. I got that name right. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta confirm this. Y- Yuki Yoshiozawa. Where is it, Michi? Yep. Uh, he's down. He's down really far. IMDb really. Yeah, IMDb really is shit in the bed lately. Um, and then uh, the only other character that is like recurring enough would be Rob, the uh, fiance, played by uh, Ewan Mackin. So. Yeah. That'd be the. Those are your four characters. Uh, the synopsis here is: A woman goes into Japan's suicide forest to find her twin sister and confronts a supernatural terror. Or if you're from Japan, it's the Okigahara Forest. Uh, this is a real place. Um, yeah. This, this oh place yeah. Actually uh, exists. Actually, both of our movies this year or this week. This year. This year, both of our movies this week uh, are based on true stories. So. Oh, I didn't know that about. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. All there's right. some. There's some shit. There's some shit. Um. Well, allegedly. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Uh. So the suicide forest in Japan is a real thing. It's a. It's a real phenomenon. Um. 
where people go there and they commit suicide. It's yeah. it's a very very tragic part of Japanese, um, <clears throat> I guess, like culture. Not culture. Well, not, not culture. Not the right word. It's just like their the, mythology. Like, like, it's not mythology, it. really. It's just it's, it's a it's a very real it's a part of their history. There we go. It's a part it, of it, it is. It's, it's not it, even history. Like this still happens on a semi-regular basis history happens today james history is to- yesterday no, hi- no history is <laughs> happening right now this is history this is here history right here <laughs> it's heresy this is her story but uh anyway so yeah it um when this movie first came out i remember there being a lot of people very very upset mm-hmm. at the movie because they didn't think that this movie treated the idea that so many japanese people have died mm-hmm it didn't really treat it with respect. Yeah. And I'm not like a I'm not like a social justice warrior here or anything like that. But I will say this. It was it was not a good movie. Like and and quite frankly, I think that they did just play off of a lot of these tragic events for very, very cheap thrills. Like trying to cash in on it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um and like I said, I'm not I, gonna like, I'm not gonna I, go as in depth as a lot of these other people did. But I, I will say this though, if you're going to take something as tragic as this and make a piece of entertainment out of it, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way of saying it. Yeah. Um, do a better job. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's treat def- it with respect. There's and definitely. I, a, I agree. There's this movie definitely did not a. Do it. There's definitely a story here. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, like when I first found out that they were doing a, a movie about the suicide force, because I've always been fascinated by it. It's very, like it's not it's not for the faint of heart. Like you can look up pictures. On, you know, you can Google the Okigahara Forest or Suicide Forest, Japan or whatever, and you can see actual pictures of the, the people. Oh, yeah. Like when, when uh, Natalie Dormer's character, uh, which one was... She was she played twins in the uh, Sarah. Uh, yeah, Sarah. When, Je- when, Jess when, is the sister that's lost, so you don't see her very often. But uh, Natalie Dormer plays both. Right. So. so when Sarah when Sarah Google's this place and she's looking at all those images, um, those are real. Those are all yeah. Which is that's another thing that seems mildly snuffy, tasteless. It's a little bit snuffy. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're like they, they didn't actually show death, like the, the ones that are like... really graphic, like some of the ones that are very famous. There's one in particular that's very famous. It's, called, it's the half face. Yeah, that's in there. Um, they 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 blurred. No, it. it's there. They blurred it. Uh, they did. They blurred it okay. a little bit. But if you look at the here, if you look at the poster art for for the movie, yeah. Oh, geez, you're it's right. A take, it's the half. It's a take on the half face man. Yeah, which is basically if you if you don't want to Google this, which I wouldn't blame you if you're not the type yeah, of person who graphic. likes it's to look very, at this type of graphic. stuff. Not that I like to look very at it, macabre. but um, there's a picture. It's a very famous picture of one of the people who went out there, and it it tends to be mostly hangings that happen yeah. in, in this forest, and one guy that hung for so long that basically his body just started to kind of melt away, and he's only got he's still hanging in this tree, but from pretty much like the bottom half of his nose down yeah is just sort of like like falling away yeah and it's just kind of like hanging and stringy and stuff it's it's a real picture it's very gruesome uh and they took that image that visual and turned it into the cover art for the for this movie which seems yeah. again like i said it's it, mildly it's on the very, distasteful it, side. Yeah, it is. It is. Like I said, like we're not usually ones to jump on that kind of train, but like yeah, and I, I think when you have when you have was, subject matter like this, it begs to be treated with respect. Like yeah. you can make a movie out, that's fine. Like I get, I get the fact that 
this is a place of of intrigue. There's been a lot of TV shows that have gone there. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot. Uh, uh, um, one of my favorite shows, probably one of the minority of this, but there's a show called Destination Unknown mm-hmm. on the History Channel that. Is it history or animal? No, travel travel channel maybe. Regardless. Uh, all I know is that it's on my Hulu account because I open up my Hulu account and I'm like, who the fuck is watching Destination, Destination Unknown? It's because yep, Mike me. uses my Hulu account. I love account. it. And they did an episode in the forest yeah. in the at the mount, uh, the foot of Mount Fuji. Yeah. And um, they actually captured some shit. Like, did they I, really? I, I believe it to be true because this is a show that almost... 70 80 percent of the time disproves everything they try to debunk everything so when there is something grant you could say oh well, they need a couple of her now and then sure no there was uh there was some video footage of it wasn't even where they were at where they were doing it it was video footage that was just like set up like like nonchalantly yeah just in a direction and you can see this fog rolling in and it, it like it it you see this fog rolling in and then you see the figure of a human come out of the darkness and then as soon as it appears, it just dissipates into fog and just slowly just goes into the ground into the fog. Really? It is one of the... Actually, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> uh, it is one of the creepiest things I've seen. And I, I, I personally do believe it. Yeah. Because um, th- there's no way in hell that place is not haunted. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in... Uh whatever you want to call it. Ghosts yeah. or... or uh, Spirits. Uh, like... Um, uh, leftover energy or whatever the hell you want to go if you know some people say ghosts are like leftovers <laughs> are, uh, there's a word i'm looking for but i can't think of what it is but basically energy that's uh yeah. th- that hasn't that hasn't gone away so it's just, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i i definitely believe that there's a there's a side to our world that's like that whether completely it be agree. whether it be spiritual or completely energy or, or whatever the hell it is i yep. believe it's there and this is the type of place that you would definitely find it. And this type of story has the makings of being a very, very good, intriguing, scary, like, like this, I, I feel as though I don't have a problem with taking the story of the suicide forest and making a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, and I think it's got a, such a rich story in the right hands. Mm-hmm. Like if this was like a, like, 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 um, I had a really good director in mind that I thought could have done just amazing stuff with it like a guy like ty west or something like that like a guy that really understands somebody like, who understands the slow se- burn <laughs> well not even slow burn deep-seated <laughs> like horror tension like, tension yeah yeah like this could have done really really well and uh so to get back to the actual movie not just the forest i thought the movie was extremely lackluster it was a jump scare-a-thon yeah and jump scares in places where there shouldn't have been jump scares yeah um and those were the only real scares in the entire movie yeah you know, they, they tried to build... A, cu- a couple of them, admittedly, a couple of them got me. I will Which say Which ones? That. Uh, r- really, not even in the forest. There was the one, and I totally saw it coming, but it still got me anyway, because to me, the to me the visual of a, of a hallway with mm-hmm. blinking lights, even though it's totally... It, even though it's totally uh, just like a, a horror movie trope that's been done to death. Yeah. She's in this... She's in this Japanese hotel, like, at the foot of the mountain... And she leaves her room at one point in time, and she walks out, and the the lights are blinking in this hallway, and you can faintly see the figure of somebody at the end of the hallway. And as she gets closer, you can see that it's definitely somebody wearing, like, a white nightgown, kind of doing something in the corner that she can't really tell. And then the lights go out, and then they come back on, and all of a sudden this, like, decrepit old lady is jumping in her face, which it's like... 
that got me a little bit, but it's like, what the, f- like, why would a decrepit old lady suddenly... That wasn't suddenly, even a ghost. It why, was a real lady. Right. Why would some old lady just suddenly be lunging at you? You know, like, like the, the jump the scares... The most unbelievable part of the whole scares, thing is I don't think that lady could move that fast. No. No. <laughs> jump scares are okay when used sparingly and no. when they're done with a bit of intelligence. And this yeah. movie just had so many of them where it was There was just, no was intelligence to so it, too. So cheap. So cheap. Yeah. It, this is This is your... We we tend to sometimes be apologists for like big Hollywood horror movies like Insidious or The Conjuring. Like those are big budget Hollywood horror movies. Well, you don't but need to really apologize well, for no, those no, no, movies because no. they're pretty no, good. No, no, I'm saying. Well, you know what I'm saying though. Some people hate hate on James Wan because he is a studio guy now. You know, right? We like those movies. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with like Hollywood horror when it's done well. This right. was honestly though just not done well. Yeah. Um. But there's a scene where there's a uh, a character looking through one of those um, one of those uh, what do you call them the viewfinders the viewmasters where you have like the yeah. circular disc with the uh, the slides on it and you pull the trigger and it advances it's like a right. kid's toy and there's like a random jump scare in the middle of a slide and it makes no sense whatsoever which the way the forest you know the way and, they the way they say the forest messes with your mind at first I thought it was pretty cool because she. Natalie Dormer is a she's an identical twin and yeah. she's looking for her identical twin who was seen going into this forest so they everybody kind of assumes that she's dead like she went out there to kill but herself she because of her because she's been gone powers, for right. she knows that she's alive somewhere <laughs> right she's been gone for five days they're like no twin powers it's a real thing it is a real thing it's kind of <laughs> creepy actually um but she's like no I know she's still alive because uh, she explains that like there's a sound that I can hear when like I just always hear this yep. sound, and it's like a humming. If, I think if she something said, right? if something like happens to her, like there was one time when she tried to kill herself, and she said, "I knew that something was wrong because it was silent. Mm-hmm. That sound just went away." Um, I thought it was. I thought that that particular part in the movie was kind of cool because they set up the fact that the one the one uh, twin is kind of troubled because she saw something horrific when she was yep. younger, and Natalie Dorn or the and Sarah the the blonde twin so there's a blonde and a brunette twin um the blonde twin didn't see that thing so she didn't really live this like live her life in the darkness or whatever and so when she's scared of the visual once she's in the forest they explain to her that these there's these angry spirits called yuri that they will show you things that aren't real but it's Mm -hmm. all in an attempt to get you to like draw you into the forest where you will eventually kill yourself what a super cool concept yeah absolutely the the concept of these yuri is they're they're terrifying and i think that's a real part of the lore oh no absolutely right 110 percent. right natalie dormer actually went to the um the name of the forest i don't want to butcher it okigahara Yes. Yeah. She actually went to the forest to do a little bit of research, mm-hmm. and she was, and uh, she's gone on record by saying that her she went like five or so meters off the trail, and her cat taxi cab driver wouldn't her, her guide or guide or whatever yeah. wouldn't step like a foot over the guy right. like over the the trail. She, they, they wouldn't. They in Japanese like five meters is not a long like what is that? That's uh, eh, fifteen feet, fifteen yeah. to twenty but feet. In Jap, but but the Japanese people though they they. They are terrified of this forest. Mm-hmm. Like they truly, truly believe that this is a place of 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 just evil. Mm-hmm. Like they they believe it, and that that when when a, a, an entire group of people have a collective, like unflinching fear of a certain place, 
that's terrifying. Yeah. Me. Like it really is like, and, and especially if you believe in this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, that because like they really could have played off of that more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and done and still done it like respectfully, like, like make it known that like they, they had, they had the guide, uh, like Michi, uh, Michi, who was the guide, like, like he explains how, you know, like people don't want to go off the thing. He does it because he's, out there looking for bodies he's doing a service you know and this well and he, do, he like he yeah he's he's one of the the rangers here yeah. but he does a he's he's volunteered to do kind of a what like a monthly sweep yep of yep. the grounds to see if there's any bodies which is yep. you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a a, a dark thing to do but it's sort of necessary too mm-hmm. because it happens so often but so they go off looking for her sister and he keeps explaining to them like hey that's I'll take you out here during the daylight, even though it's dangerous. And he even says to her, you shouldn't go out there because yeah. I can tell you're sad. And that's what the Yuri feed off of. They feed off of sadness and they'll mm-hmm. try and make you see things that are going to want, they're going to make you want to do bad things. And then they come across, uh, Jess's tent and she says, I feel her. She's out here. And so she wants to stay. Michi's like, no, fuck, I'm getting out of here. So mm-hmm. he ends up leaving her. But Taylor Kinney's uh, character, Aiden, is he's being a good guy, you think? But also, he's writing a story about her. He, he, he thinks has some that, ulterior motives. Well, sure. and he comes right out with it. He says that uh, he says that I want to do a story about this. Like this is a really interesting uh, humanity piece. So can I write a story about you searching for your sister out here? And like you said, like it, it has all of the elements of it could be a good story. Mm-hmm. But they just fucking they dropped the ball. They really did, and, and and it's like I said, it's that I really wanted to watch this movie or wanted to like this movie. I remember when it first came out, I wanted to watch it, and uh, I was very intrigued by the idea of the story. Um, and and like I said, we, we've I'm a repeating record at this point. It just just it just didn't do it, no. you know. Unfortunately, um, there were some I mean, there were some interesting parts, and and uh, you know the fact that Natalie Dormer's in it is kind of a. Kind of a saving That's, grace. Listen, that that will keep you if you're if you are a fan of of very good looking women, you will like this movie based on the fact that you you get to look at Natalie Dormer for an hour and a half. That's sexist, Michael. No, sexist. Listen, listen. She's the dude was hot too. The dude was hot. Let's, the dude was yeah, hot too. Yeah, so let's be fair. Take that for what it is. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about you're talking Jay's about. Jay's like, what the fuck? Did I just walked. You're talking into? about the, you're talking about the dude with half a face, right? <laughs> oh, come on. I, and you know, they they ended up using that that, that, that guy that, just like decays at me. They they ended up using that very famous picture as sort of a uh, a visual representation of the the ghosts out there. Mm-hmm. The guy that they found hanging in the tree with the bag over his head, he was supposed to be the half face guy. Oh, was he? Like they've come, they've said that. Oh, he was basically like. A version of that, just okay, okay. Uh, just sort of censored a little bit nobody, because he had a bag. Nobody on his would head. really get that though because it's not. I mean, if you know anything, I think a lot of people went into this movie really wanting to love this movie because they know some of the lore of the Suicide Forest because it's very interesting. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember when uh, trailers and stuff started popping up for this, people, you know, kind of in the same boat as us, where you're interested in this kind of stuff, sure, and they're like, oh man, finally somebody. Somebody made a story about this, and it just 
ended up not working. So did you, maybe it's because we've been watching a ton of Stephen King lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at things way more closely and trying to figure things out. Yeah. But did you get the impression that maybe there was a much deeper thing going on in the story at some point? And I think that had had it actually been true, it would have been a way better movie, in my opinion. There was, uh, so uh, we spoil everything, so we're oh, just yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming you're talking about the, the the possibility of Aiden being somewhat evil? No. That's not what you're no, talking about? No. Oh, okay. It has well, to do with Aiden, but but not that. Okay, what are you, what are you talking about so then? So when I was watching this, um, I thought for a little bit, because the character of, of, of um, Michi didn't have a heck of a whole lot of backstory, and you didn't really know much about him, just that he's this guy that goes out and searches for bodies, right? And then the character of Aiden, you really didn't know much about either. Like he's he's this American that's writing for this Australian company, but he's in Japan. Like things just didn't really seem to fit there. Yeah. And he seemed to maybe know just a little bit. You kind of get that a little bit of a twinge of that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, they they're very quick to help her on her journey and this and that and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like I'm watching this and I go, Are they not even real? Are both of these people victims of the forest? However, instead of being evil, they're like good spirits that try to save people. Like they go into the forest. Like this is Michi's calling as a, as a spirit is to go help people who have died there. Like like he goes there as like a good spirit to like contradict the evil spirits that are in there and get people get the people who have deceased to cross over to the right side or something like that. Was like, there was there something in the story that? No. Hinted you at not, this I mean, like, I mean, because this is not really, but like I just kind of had that thought because like, I thought maybe like you could like they could like Aiden stayed with with uh, um, what's her name Sarah Sarah in the forest when she when they found Jess's camping gear mm-hmm. she decided to stay there and and Aiden left or Aiden stayed Michi left mm-hmm. like you I, I don't know you could put this as like they're they're both just kind of like good spirits. And they're just trying to. I don't, yeah, I never, it, it I never made, picked up made, on that. I, it made a lot of sense when I was watching it, and maybe I'm not explaining it well now. <laughs> but like, I, I could see it though. It was feasible to me that this could come to light. Like, when they find her, she's gonna be all alone. Where's Michi? Where's Aiden? And they're gonna be like, who are these people? You right. know, like, like, it was very possible that it could go in, into because, that route. Like, they're her protectors. If because you will, she was you know? kind of falling victim to the forest, and they. St- kind of put her back on like the they right were her path. Like spirit guides, if you will. I, and, you I know, could like, see that. There was nothing in the story that would have like pointed me in that direction if you hadn't brought it up, really. Yeah. Because uh, I did... There was a, a period of time where I thought maybe the whole idea of Aiden being in on Jess's des- disappearance was Well, because was they fe- put that feasible. in Front Street, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they really did. But also, at the same time, it's one of those things where it tears you in both the directions. It's like, is he really up to something evil... Or is this the forest just playing tricks and, on her? Yes. So that's what they wanted. They wanted to tear you in two different directions, but it just all ended up... Like, I, I like, told you, we, we we cut just a second ago to talk about something, and, and I said to you, like, every time they started heading in a promising direction, they just ruined it by giving you, like, three jump scares in a row. Yeah. They ended the movie on a really dumbass jump scare too. Oh, God, like, it was just so bad. Dumb. It didn't it even the, make any sense. It's the most cliche ending you can possibly imagine for any movie with a ghost. Right. Actually, they do the same goddamn thing in the next movie too, which really yeah. pissed me off. Yeah. Even though I loved it, but yeah. like, yeah. So I I just thought that um, 
I thought that the movie would have been better though if they had gone in that direction. Like if they had made it to where these two people that are helping her, like because she's going in there with really good intentions. Yes, she's sad, but because she's going in there with good intentions, mm -hmm. she attracted these good spirits. You know what I'm saying? Like there, like there are also spirits that that go in there and they fight the um. The Yuri. The Yuri. Yeah. They fight the Yuri. Right. They go in there and they try to save the souls that the Yuri tries to take right. or whatever. Like, like he's they, out there looking because they actually come across a camper at one point in time and he explains to her yes, like, yes. Hey, if they have a tent, that means they're not really sure whether or not they want to kill yes. themselves. And so he walks up and talks to the guy. And maybe he's like a good guy, like a good spirit or whatever, trying to exactly. bring I, him back into the they, light. They could have, I feel as though the story could have been so much more engaging, <clears throat> though, if they had something like that in it, you know, where you're playing off this good versus evil right. sort of thing or whatever. And I feel like, like, to me, had they gone in a direction like that, I should write fucking movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, if they, if they, if they had gone in a direction like that, though, it would have been a way better movie. Yeah. Way more engaging, way more satisfying at the end. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, so unfortunately it wasn't, but that's just kind of the impression that I got from uh, from watching it. I don't think we have a whole lot more to say about this movie. Unfortunately, I just, no. I wanted to end it with a couple things. Uh, a, a few grievances, and then maybe a couple of things that could have been redeeming factors, but ended up not really being... Uh, she wakes up at one point in time, and she hears a rustling outside of her tent. And she, yes. she looks out. You think it's going to be some like a ghost or maybe she sees like her sister well, or something like that that reaches through the tent though and touches the back of her head you just it, see, en it ends you up see fingers right, through right. the tent yeah it ends up just being which that could be pretty scary and then depending on what you lead into it could be even scarier but she looks out and there's just these three old women standing in white nightgowns for no damn reason they never go back to that at all no they come it's at it's they it's come at her and give her a jump scare and then nothing after that. It's a cheap scare. Super cheap scare. And one of the things, like, she keeps coming across this young girl named Hoshiko. Uh, I thought Hoshiko was pretty creepy. Yeah. Until you realize that she has literally nothing to do with the story. She, just well, nothing. she's just one of the Yuri trying to draw her further and further in. I thought that they, so she ends up falling into this, like, cave in the ground and she comes Pits across of despair is what I call right. it. Right. She comes across Hoshiko again. And uh like she is effectively very creepy. Mm -hmm. She looks like a human and she just she keeps giving her this really weird big grin and I was like, Fuck, that's pretty creepy. And then she's like walking away from her and then eventually she starts running. And then they do the typical like all of a sudden, Hoshiko's standing in a dimly lit part of the cavern. You can only just see her silhouette, and she's got her head down. It's a very, like, J-horror look, like the hair in her eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then she shines her phone light on her, and all of a sudden, she's this hideous demon. It's like... like it's just dumb. It was so yeah. stupid. The choices that they made in this like movie you, you should have just, just stuck with... De oh. Detrimental the entire way through. Right. Unfortunately. Um, one of the things, just to just so that we don't completely shit all over this movie, one of the things I did like is at the very end when she finally just kind of loses it and she's running away after... So there's a there's a, a scene in a cabin where her and Aiden end up in a cabin and mm -hmm. she thinks that her sister is trapped in the, the basement of this cabin or yep. whatever. As she's running away, I thought it was kind of cool when she's running through the forest and you could just see, like, behind her... The entire time, there was always figures in the trees. I thought that was pretty cool, kind of, kind of spooky, but sort of. But then it led up to the ending, 
two minutes later that had the ridiculous stupid jump scare and it was just it ruined it all they they ended up um showing that jess was just lost in the woods the entire time and that she actually gets found at the end mm-hmm. i don't think they ever should have gone back to jess i think they should have left that story just wide open and left it to speculation was she alive wasn't she i don't think they ever should have showed her again I think well the only the only reason I think that was kind of cool is because when you think about it the the dream that Sarah had at the beginning of the movie was actually the scene from the end of the movie where you see Jess running and screaming for help and you think she's running away from a demon or something but she's actually running away from her own sister well oh her own sister in quotations. That I didn't actually pick up. So if that's the case, then maybe there's a redeeming part. A little bit. It's like a ten percent of a ninety percent bad movie. Right. It's redeeming, <laughs> but yeah. Whatever. Overall, so, anyway, uh, yeah. overall, it, this is pretty rare. Like usually, we usually we like movies quite a lot. We but, usually have better taste than this, James. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. I I wouldn't. Uh, I would still recommend that you watch it and let us know what you think about sure, it. But, I agree. Because uh, I, I I would always recommend every movie. Just because I want to hear other people's opinions, but I don't think that this one has any rewatch value for me whatsoever. So anyway, uh, that's it for The Forest. Next, we're going to get into Dark Was the Night. Uh, Dark Was the Night is from 2014. Um, God, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I really do. It, it's not without its faults, and it's got some pretty glaring faults, in yeah. all fairness. Yeah. But I love the movie for a lot of reasons. Um, so this is from 2014, uh, directed by a guy named Jack Heller, who, um, not a director um, by trade, uh, more of a producer by trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he produced the recent uh, Brawl in Cellbox 99, uh, Bone Tomahawk, Ooh. which we loved. Love Bone and Tomahawk. And my favorite uh, Monster Lives in an Asshole movie, Bad Milo. <laughs> uh, he's a producer of that. <laughs> um, we, we should probably do a Monster Lives in an Asshole episode at some point I, in time. I, I've had an entire episode about that lined up, and you have been kiboshing it for at least a year. It's because it's because it was waiting for the wheel of pizza death. That's all. Um, before we get into this, though, um, I'm drinking a goat. Oh no! When I, when I'm gonna bring this back to life. Let me bring you back to life. Bring me to life. Ew. Wake me up. <laughs> Wake me up. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so um, yeah. So um. Well, where was I at here? Yeah, uh, um, so, uh, um, uh, It's a new hip-hop project. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could win best rock duo or trio at the AMAs. Oh, hey, yeah. You Just... might win best country with it. You could win any of them. <laughs> you could win anything <laughs> with it. All right, so, um, so Dark Was the Night is about an evil is unleashed in a small town when a logging company sets up shop in the neighboring woods. Um... So the, the the best part about this movie, and the reason that you should absolutely watch it, is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant uh, is uh, he's not super well known. Um, he was in The Strain, which was the FX Guillermo del Toro uh, TV series. Yeah, uh, he was the uh, the rat catcher okay. that ended up playing a big prominent role in The Strain, and he mm-hmm. was amazing in it. Uh, he's been in a lot of other stuff too, but this is the show or this is the movie. He's in X he, Men Origins. Wasn't he the? Yeah, it's like a bit part though. No, wasn't he? Wasn't he? he was the blob. Oh my god! He was, he was the blob. He was the blob. He was the skinny version of the blob. We were trying was, to figure that well, out. He was also the big fat version oh, of was the blob. He? Yeah, okay. he was just wearing a big fat suit. He was in Legion. That uh, you remember that movie about the angels? I didn't see Legion. Didn't I watched Legion. the TV show that that Legion was based off of, but not. Uh, I'd never actually watched Legion. Oh. No. 
And then, uh, didn't you watch the new Robin Hood movie with... Um, Kurt, uh, not Kurt Russell. Kurt uh, <laughs> with, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, oh my God, sh- what is his name? What is wrong Russell with Russell Crowe. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, he played Little yeah, John in that, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, Little John. Yep. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he was reminding me of someone and... Uh, couldn't quite put a put a, my tongue on it if you want to if you want to use that uh, analogy for it. <laughs> but uh, I could have. I, I come to find out, he kind of reminded me of like a, I said a a young Christopher Walken. Really? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Something about the facial features or he does have a, his he does have a certain gait to him though. He's got a uh, little bit a like certain. He, he kind of like his, when he talks, he's got like a little bit of a drawl. Uh, your your gait is how you walk. There's another word that you don't know. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a dictionary for Christmas, you son of a bitch. Maybe it's the eyes. You see the little Christopher Walken-ness to him or something. I do. And sort of like a young like young Christopher Walken had sort of an angular face. He's got sort of an angular face. Yeah, I guess. He's a big hulking motherfucker. I'm He's a I, sheriff. You think there's a, a, a monster in the woods? You're crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, he's awesome in this movie. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's, got, he's amazing. This I think was his first like leading leading man type role too. Um, one of the first he did a um, an episode we talk about this all the time, and if you're not listening to it, you should. Uh, but he did an episode of the Movie Craft mm-hmm. uh, right when this movie came out. I remember listening to it right when it came out, which is why I watched it a long time ago when mm-hmm. uh, the first time I, I talked about this movie on a very early episode of the yeah. show. Uh, but we didn't, really, we didn't really go into no, depth No, it was when we it. used yeah. to watch different things, and we spent like five minutes per movie or right. whatever. But like, I loved it then. I loved it again now. Uh, and he's just awesome. Like, he's a very particular type of leading man. Yeah. And and he's great. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely great. Um, he, believable, too. Yeah, he like... like he, he was depressing in a good way because you could tell he was battling something. Like... The, like the very first time you see his face on screen, he's yeah. like sitting in a park or something, and he's just got like this look on his face where you can tell that he was either just crying or on the verge of crying, mm-hmm. and he's just like this. He's big, like um, he's just this big sad dude. He's, like, a, he's like I have these demons. Wow, oh. they're haunting me. <laughs> wow. No, no my, more walking. My son, he died. <laughs> Slipped on his head. <laughs> Killed him. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> which which happened, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so so Kevin Durant, uh, him and his wife are are sep- still married, but they're separated. Uh, she's living with her mother, uh, and this is over the death of their their youngest son. Mm-hmm. I think I think their youngest son, right? Uh, yeah. Or was it their oldest son? No, it was the younger son. Younger, yeah. youngest son. Uh, he was in like a kiddie pool, basically, and he like slipped. Slipped and, and hit just his head hit his head, like and because he was under the water, he drowned. Yeah. Was... Super sad, but like nothing like. It's a, it was like a freak accident, like you know, and he's kind of haunted by the fact that he was watching him and he should have been there. Well, because he's, he's the, having a hard time dealing with this. He's the local sheriff. He's 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 and this is a he's very a protector. This is a very small town. He's he's been put in charge of protecting the people of this town, and he feels like because he couldn't protect his own son, now he doesn't deserve anything he has. Like. Yeah. It's damaged the relationship between him and his wife, and mm-hmm. they have another son who's kind of caught in the middle of it. And it's he, all very and sad. In his role as a sheriff, he feels like he can't really protect anybody anymore. Right. You get that? It's kind of an ongoing theme of the entire movie until right. the very end, you know, where it's like he just feels helpless. Like he can't protect the, the town from what is happening. Right. Um, he's uh, he's backed up by um, by Donnie, Donnie Saunders, 
who I love, played by DJ Qualls. Um, I mean, I mean uh, Lucas Haas. <laughs> Who's DJ Qualls? The guy from The New Guy. Oh. <laughs> he just reminds me of him so much. Dude, um, would you kill a cheetah? No, that's your underwear. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You got yeah. me. You got Did, me. Didn't you, um, didn't you play, a, a, your band play a show with him or something like that? Or didn't something crazy no, like that I never, happen? No, I know. With DJ, DJ Qualls? Qualls? No. Oh no! I, th- I, th- I thought it was you that someone ran into him at a bar in like New York or something. No, no, I've frequents. never been to. Oh, nope. Okay, nope. That's what it was. Wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Wasn't me. Someone somewhere ran into DJ Qualls in a bar. <laughs> it was a friend That's of ours in the group. Or something. Allegedly, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, also, you have uh, so Kevin Durant uh, played Paul Shields. Uh, his wife Susan was played by Bianca Kajic, uh, who was fantastic. That was close. Um, you have a. I think it's. I'm not even going to try that one. I'm going Kajlik. Kajlik. There's an L in it. Yeah. Kajlik. Kajlik. Kajlik, Kajlik. Potato, potato. You said Kajik. Um, You have another absolutely fantastic performance by Nick DiMici. I like Nick DiMici. He's great, man. He's awesome. Have you ever seen the Stakeland movies? Yes. I watched the first one. You did? Yeah, it's great. Oh, okay. I loved it. I, I thought, because I, I remember back when we used to do a bunch had, of different movies per it. episode, I watched it. I love that movie. I thought yeah, it was awesome. That's great. And he was amazing in uh, that uh, uh, Late Phases, mm. which was that werewolf movie that we absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. He played like a senior citizen. Yeah. And he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, who else we got here? Round out the uh... a totally a totally random role by Steve uh, G or a uh, I don't know how is it? he's he's the comedian like he's he's a comedian and a and a, like a character actor but he was the foreman at the beginning of the movie. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know him best from probably that that new girl show. Oh, he's in that with uh, Zoe De- Zoe Deschanel. Z- yeah, he plays a, just a crazy homeless guy who sits out, out on their street, but he's kind of friends with them a okay. little bit. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, that pretty much rounds out the cast for essentially. Yeah, yeah, as far as like uh, so, as far as important actors, so uh, not I mean, important actors, important characters. Essentially, just to get to get you caught up, um, the the movie starts off by there being some animal attacks. There's a horse that goes missing. Uh, and no one really believes that anything crazy is going on. And then little by little, uh, <clears throat> Kevin Durant's character, Paul, starts to see little things in the woods. But he doesn't want to believe it. You know, he has little encounters. People simply, you know, there's this this animal running around, killing our horses and, and, and attacking the city. Everyone's terrified in this town. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And uh, like, it's basically, it's that, it's that coming to the realization that something is actually wrong even though you want to admit that, or you don't want to admit that it is wrong. Well, well kind of story. What was, oh, go ahead. The, the, the town's an old uh, Indian tribal town, right? Uh, I, I don't remember which uh, which, Nick, which tribe it was. Nick or... Dimitri's character, uh, Earl, at one point in time, explains to Donnie mm-hmm. that his grandmother was Shawnee, I think. Right, I think so. And he starts telling him some of the folklore of the... Uh, so there's, hist- there's history of that area. Of, right. Of uh, yeah, evil I'm... spirits or, or what have you. Yeah, something, that, something in the woods that was, yeah, not That real. area was once, upon a, was once upon a time, like, that was their land. Right. You know? Not that it's like ancient Indian burial grounds or anything like that, but it was, you know, no, originally but... back in the day it was a Shawnee right. area. And yeah. Native American culture is, like, steeped in, in folklore about sure. different uh, creatures and gods sure, and stuff sure, like sure. that. So. Didn't you, you texted us about, did you say something about your, your grandmother was, 
<laughs> no, that, that I was quoting the uh, Earl's character. Oh, you were because he was like he's he's like when my grandmother lived here and and the uh, the white man came and took over the land oh, you or said, something. You and said I was wa- and I was watching it on Columbus oh, Day, yeah. and I was like, well, well that's fitting. <laughs> Great job, Christopher Columbus. Said, of Way course, to go. we watched this on Columbus Day because the uh, they're uh, the. Uh, the white man came and take the land from the Native Americans, Ben. I so. mean, that, isn't that what we do? That's what we do. That's just how we get down. America! <laughs> America! <laughs> okay. Um, um, <laughs> so I was, I, I actually, there was, I think you described this back when we first talked about it the first time, which at that point me and Jay had never seen yeah. it. It's really kind of, it's more of like a mystery movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a it's like a drama mystery it's movie for for it's a creature who done it right, and I liked that aspect of the movie more so than the actual like creature aspect of the well, movie. Well, the creature aspect of it leaves a lot to be desired, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know they they build up to this creature that's running around the woods, and there are some scenes of practical effects, like the legs when the when it's walking around. You see his legs a lot. Pretty sure they only built the legs of the creature, which is why they kept showing it in right. a lot of the, the the scenes. Which that was pretty effective. It was very effective. It's just like I kind of want to see more than just uh, from the knees down. That would be nice. But then once you do, you're like, it's really can underwhelming. Just, can we just go back to the yeah. knees down? <laughs> yeah, it's it's un- unfortunately it's a, it was a, an example of them not having probably a lot of money, and they it was a cheaper to do a cheap vfx job yeah. than do actual full body prosthetics right um unfortunately which i really i think that if it, if this had been done in full prosthetics it probably would have looked a lot like Pumpkinhead. yeah that's kind of the kind of creature it was yeah, which would have sure. looked amazing it almost it almost kind of looked like that but like mix it's almost sort of wolf uh werewolf-esque sort of a little bit you know what i mean yeah sort of i could see that um, there were quite a few creatures mixed in there. You could see them, them quad opening heads from uh, Stranger Things with the way the <laughs> yeah. mouth, the mouth didn't open in a quad, but it reminded me of that. The same it kind also of looked feel reptilian, it, yeah. reptilian, like dinosaur-y a little bit. Like there was a lot of different things kind of playing into the look of this well, creature. That's what I was gonna say. I kind of, I kind of like the the uh, strange things start to happen, and then at one point in time, uh, Paul is sitting in his kitchen with his son and the sun and all of a sudden you see like a shadow move across the the window and the sun says there's somebody out in the backyard and uh and he goes out looking to see if he can find someone in the backyard and nobody's there but then when he wakes up the next morning donnie comes and he says have you been outside yet and they walk outside and it looks like like cloven footprints walking all the way from his house all the way through town yep and people are freaking out about it because it's these big muddy cloven footprints like it looks like a giant horse but they're not it's only got two feet it's only got two feet like somebody's (laughs) horse is walking through town on his hind legs that don't make no sense have you ever seen ren stimpy wasn't there a horse that walked on two legs (laughs) what what i love bojack horseman (laughs) (laughs) what i I liked was that the creature walked by the window at that night if our our view looking out the window it walked to the right the tracks were all going the other way. I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> this doesn't maybe work. That, doesn't that, make sense. The maybe. horse is walking backwards. <laughs> He's got backwards legs. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this creature could have anything, man. But the the design of the creature, as far as his, uh, his 
feet went. I thought that was kind of cool because you said it was almost reptilian. I'm assuming you mean yeah, in a in a. Rep- it looked like it, like in, it looked, a, in the full body, like it, it looked like it had like metal, like like, like reptilian plates, like scales on it. That's true on its whole body. Yeah, but the way it walked, the reason it looked like it had cloven hooves is because it walked with its toes tucked underneath mm-hmm. so it's essentially is walking on two legs it's a knuckle but walker it, it was a knuckle walker but it was <laughs> it's which seems like it would <laughs> it would hurt but then when it got kind of pissed and it was looking for somebody it would unfurl its yep. its toes and he had these like huge claws on the end of his toes which was pretty cool james it's pissed at us you know why i know it's pointing its toes at us <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do to you every time i get mad at you for now i'm just gonna, point, your toes. Just gonna point my little toes at you so speaking of the footprints though um i mentioned how both these movies are based off of mm. true things um yeah, so hit me with based, that. this is based on the uh, the devil's footprints which is a phenomenon that occurred in the 19th century in england uh basically mysterious footprint like uh i'm sorry hoof-like footprints appeared in the snow between uh february 8th and february 9th in uh 19 i'm sorry in 1855 in devon england um basically they appeared to pass through walls and over rooftops and it is still considered an unsolved mystery well that is why i read that directly from imdb by the way so take it as you will <laughs> i did look it up though and that does seem to be it is a real thing like they're apparently in 1855 they found these crazy looking footprints mm. Um, who knows? Kind of like a, kind of like a Jersey Devil sort of, yeah, sort of deal. I mean, I have my theories as to what it was. What? Batman. <laughs> Duh. Batman. Duh. Like you mean an actual? You don't mean like Bruce Wayne Batman. You mean like an actual hybrid Batman? Is that what you're talking about? I'm, what other Batman is there? Well, there's the there's like the Bat Boy, like hybrid. Bat and Man, and then there's Bruce Wayne Batman. Which one are you talking about? Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. He's got, he's got cloven feet, does he? <laughs> I got nothing. I <laughs> I just uh, I looked up I looked up online though, and um, yeah, I know it's 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 interesting. You know, if if it's to be believed, it's a very interesting unsolved kind of mystery thing like mm-hmm. you you're, there's stuff like this happens all over the world and I, i'm fascinated by those stories i love them oh yeah you know like um like I, mothman there's i want to believe in mothman so bad because it's creepy right mm-hmm. right there's there's this new movie coming out i'm getting totally off topic for just mm. 30 seconds here there's this new movie coming out called Littlefoot. you know what i'm talking about it's it's an animated movie about a colony of yep. Bigfoots that finally see a human for the first time, and it's a complete flip flop of the Sam Squatch and the and the humans, and I love it. The whole concept is amazing to me because I full on believe that obviously when you pass the um, the ice walls on the flat Earth, that's where the Sam Squatches live. I'm fully convinced of it. And um, how do they not fall off the side of the flat Earth? Though? Oh, they float. They float. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, and they, and and they they live actually in the uh, in the in the in the crust in the, in the under layers of the hollow earth. That's actually where they live. Oh, now we've transitioned into hollow earth. Well, yeah. When you go because when you go over the edge, you go to the bottom into the hollow earth. <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> that's that's your, you're mixing two different theories, and I like it. They call them Sam Squatches because they're like a sandwich. Earth is like a sandwich. You have all these layers. And, and that's it where squashes they live. them. And they squash yeah. them, you see? It's a sandwich squash. There's Sam a, Squatch. It makes, so, it's all coming together. There's a here. lot of brain power in this room. <laughs> <laughs> really a lot of brain power. I just had a Jansen laugh there. It was great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I I don't know. Like, what else is there to this movie? It's 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 pretty much like there. It's a mystery for a little yeah. while. Everybody's freaking out in town. Eventually, there starts to be some some gnarly attacks and stuff. I actually do have some things I want to talk oh, about yeah. uh, about the movie that are that are actually like really well done. Um, I love the look of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very desaturated. Yeah. Um, there are very few colors that actually poke through. Yellow being one. And like bright reds, bright blues, whatever. But everything else is a very almost, it's almost black and white yeah. in certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. I loved how it just was so drab that it sucked the life out of you. Like it was supposed to be depressing. It was a, it's supposed to look, yeah, yeah, like looking at it now. It's, yeah, like it's, a very, hue, it's actually a blue tone. Very the like thing, monochromatic like, sort of blues and grays. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it just, it felt the way that Kevin Durant's character paul felt mm-hmm. like that was his worldview it was it was just dark there it was devoid of color it was devoid of life and i love that because mm-hmm. it helped with the overall feeling of the movie uh the other thing that i really really liked about it that you don't get a lot in horror movies is that every single character in this story was likable mm-hmm. every single even the ones that you don't think at first are right Every single character ends up being a very likable character, and you care about all of them equally. I'm, I'm like, assuming you're nothing... talking about Jim, especially, yeah. right? The Jim, character Jim is Jim. a guy that is like a local hunter that that kind of hates Paul. And they they butt heads a lot or whatever. By the end of it, though, he respects him, and he's actually a good dude. Like he just they had a disagreement, whatever. Well, like, he kind he takes a really cheap shot at him. He, he does because because everybody's worked up about this th- about this thing, and the hunters just want to go out and kill it. And he's saying you need to all just stay in your houses and let me do my job. And then at one point in time, this Jim character says says, uh, you know, how are we supposed to trust you to take care of us when you couldn't even protect your own family? Low it's blow, like, Jim. Yeah, that was a super low, low blow. blow. Actually, I like that part because uh, Lucas Haas, his character, he's, he, he looks at Jim as he's saying something, he's, and uh, Jim takes some kind of cheap shot at him. He says, can I hit him? And, uh, and Paul's, like, Paul's like, no. And then he says that thing about not being able to protect his own family, and he's like, "Can I hit him now?" I'm still deciding. <laughs> I'm still deciding. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good scene. Um, but yeah, like, like everyone <clears throat> though ends up being very likable, and they all mm-hmm. help each other at the very end. There's no bad guys in the story whatsoever. Well, that's because which is very rare for well, a genre be- movie. It's because Paul kind of gets t- like forcefully pulled out of that depression mm-hmm. that he's feeling, and he finally has sort of a come to Jesus moment in a church, go figure, and realizes that he is the man who's supposed to be protecting everybody and he's fully capable <laughs> of doing that job. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where this whole thing comes to a head. Like they decide that they need to get all of the citizens of the town. It's really a small town. Did you, do you remember Tiny seeing town. the, the, I think it was only like 200 something. Oh, was there a the population? population? I didn't see the population. I thought I remember there. seeing it because it was what called Maiden Maiden Woods. Yeah, something no, like that. Maiden Woods, yep. And I thought that it only said uh, like two hundred or something like that. Well, so uh, it's super tiny. Most of the town evacuated. They had a big snowstorm coming. Oh, yeah, well, that's right. So that's why there was only that. like fifteen people in the church. Yep, yep that's right. The uh, the bad guys. There were some bad guys in this movie. Them damn loggers. Oh. Cutting down those trees. There you go. Deforestation and stuff. Oh my god! This whole uh, this, this whole thing. This is just a live just... action version of the Lorax. <laughs> That's what this was. That's what this was. Those creatures were the Lorax creatures. Not as lovable in this in this movie well, as they, they were in the Lorax. If they turned down your home, you'd be pissed too. 
this this whole this whole movie is just a a, a, a cautionary tale about deforestation. And uh, just you don't s- do it. I mean, you it said kind of is actually, in all fairness, but yeah, you said creatures plural. Oh, so yeah. So at the end, you realize there's not just, spoilers. Uh, it's not just one. There's a, a whole infestation of these things that are basically being pushed from their home up north. They came down south, and and it's really it. they're not. They've been living up there in peace for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've just been they're they've they were like a an unseen creature that just went about their business, and then this deforest. Deforestation or is yep. it forestation? Deforestation. 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 I, Drove them down south and now they're cornered because once you go further south, there's no more forest. So now they're trying to cut out their own territory in this small town that like, they realize this is really the only place they have left to go. You could draw parallels to the idea that um, you know there's a lot of uh, Native American stories in this and that the fact that when the white man came and mm-hmm. drove them out of their homes and of course the native americans were going to fight back you know like yeah. so you could draw a lot of parallels to that yeah, cuz a lot of this was native american based you know mm-hmm. but um i yeah. was pretty disappointed in cuz i didn't know anything about this movie going into it um i was disappointed in the creature i was expecting it when they were showing these hooves to be a demonic entity yeah and i, I really was hoping for that too you know when it came to oh it's this creature that that is an actual creature that lives in the woods and I was like, oh, well, uh. which, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of torn too. Like I, I, I was like, I, so I get the whole idea cause it's almost kind of like Sasquatch. If you started to sure, right. get Sam, rid of Sam, Sam Squanch's uh, forest and he would have to go somewhere else and he would probably fight to survive. But there was a part of me that was hoping that it was more of a folklore type thing as well right like it, a jersey devils yeah type thing. it was I, uh it's less scary i guess when it was like yeah. okay it's this creature rather than some demon that just comes and goes and he please right and, you right. know what it looked like it looked like the uh like a, it looked like the type of character that you would see in like a ninja turtles live action movie <laughs> it kind of <laughs> did, yeah. did and the creature that you when you finally see the full body creature at the very end mm-hmm. it doesn't actually match the legs that you saw in the beginning of the movie right it's i Here's what I actually almost wonder. I almost wonder if the production ran out of money, and those the 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 VFX at the end were just like the biggest hack job to get the movie out. I mean, you could still you could still kind of make the rest of the monster match what the legs looked like though. The studio didn't put any money into it, and they said, "Hey, here's ten grand. Make Make something. Make me a monster." Yeah, kind of. (laughs) I yeah. almost wonder if this kind of fell victim to something like that, where yeah, the, the studio or backer like this ran out of money. You know, it's possible they could have just been creating it as they went along too. They might not have had an idea for it at all. Yeah, you know, and they said, okay, we need. Or, they, they showed some shadows in the beginning because that showed a sort of showed the figure, mm-hmm. um, but you never knew what it was or what it really looked well, like. Well, when they showed the shadows and stuff in in the beginning, I, I think you already mentioned that something like pumpkin head. Yeah. When they every That's time every time they head, show yeah. it, I you you like, I kind of pictured this really tall, lanky thing because the legs were very long and sure. skinny. Like sure. I I pictured that same kind of sort of alien esque like tall stringy right. monster, and then they end up being just these like hulking beasts that skipped leg day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like they just had these little tiny stringy legs. And then these gigantic like like lichen bodies, you know yeah. what I mean? I was, was I wasn't I wasn't feeling that aspect of it too much. I agree. I agree. Um, one part in particular uh, that I thought was really cool 
are really funny. In fact, uh, it just, there was so much sadness and like so much depression coming from Paul, like from Kevin Durant's character. There was one scene in particular that I thought was cool that they threw in for a little bit of reprieve. Uh, they, him and his wife get called to oh, yeah. his son's school <laughs> and they're sitting there talking to the teacher and the teacher has a problem and they're like, what, what's this all about? And she's like, uh, sometimes when students learn words at, at, at home, they bring them to school and then they say those words and then all the other children start repeating those words and they're like, Okay, what so word? like, what, what is it? What, I, I, I'm she, thinking like it's gonna be terrible. Like, like fucker. She won't or, even. She like... won't even say it. She writes it down on a piece of paper and slides it across the table to him, and they both look at it. And the wife's like, "Pecker," <laughs> and she starts to kind of like giggle. And then this is the first time in the whole movie you see him smile. Yep. Because he's just so depressed all the time. And I was and, like, and you could, that was the point too, where you saw that there was still a little bit of a connection between the two of them. You could really, really, really feel the chemistry between the two characters in that moment. Mm-hmm. It was, because it was like very organic. Like they're, have, they're, they're, they're connecting on a level, even though it's the teacher telling them that their kid sucks like right. like but but their kid doesn't suck because it's like a stupid thing but no, like one they also but they're cracking up over it and they have this this shared moment right. and it's fantastic and they yeah. also reacted the way any freaking parent would react if the teacher said that their kid was saying pecker in school which is laughing at the teacher and yeah. the teacher's like well i guess some people just don't think it's that serious it's like this same pecker and then the mom went off on, on her though when yeah, they we're talking well, about the uh, well, well, he's referring to his brother Tim, who's passed, and Tim is this or Tim likes yeah, this. Yeah, he, he keeps talking about his deceased brother in the present, present. tense, yep. and then that's when it kind of all falls apart again. And yep. she's just like, "Screw you, bitch!" <laughs> but good, there was which, one good thing for her though, because yeah, that was a yeah. shitty thing to say. Oh yeah, she kind of went into mama bear mode, and I really liked it. There was something that I caught. I don't know if you guys did at all. Um, Donnie, the other sheriff mm-hmm. that's new to town, did any of you get the impression that he was hooking up with uh, Paul's exes over there? With with uh, with Paul's ex wife or, or current wife separated? Did you? Okay, Wait, there was. Really? I didn't. I didn't get the sense that they were hooking up, but there was there was a point in time where he was fixing her car. Yeah, and, and they I, were together. And right. I thought, I thought maybe I was like, I was like, is this like? Is something going to happen here? Well, because prior to that, she's talking to Paul, and she's like, Paul, i got to tell you, I've been talking to someone. I've been seeing someone. Oh. And um, and I was like, okay. They brought up the fact that she's seeing a new guy. Uh, and then she, she sees the cop, and later on, uh, Donnie, the other sheriff, is like, hey, Paul, i got to tell you something. You, you know, you don't even know why I came here. And she, uh, When she said I'm talking. from New York. When she said I'm talking to someone, she meant to shrink. Yeah, I, oh. I think she meant to shrink. She says, "She says I've been talking to somebody, and it's yeah, really gonna, been and it's really been helping me." I was and gonna she, say, yeah, and he's real into the uh, the horse farmer's daughter too, like with good reason. With good reason, because <laughs> she is uh, she ain't just fine. That girl is on fire. <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> a horse farmer's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, but that obviously that twist ended up a, not being there. There's a but, porno yeah, in there but, somewhere. Because <laughs> because he he brought up to Paul later on, and you know he's like because he came from New York. He was like, you you don't even know why I really came here, did you? And uh, and I thought he was gonna go into something like that. I met your wife something online. About the wife. <laughs> this or that, but it was because he was a man of God, and he th- got brought here thinking that I need to help people here. I yeah. need to do something, you know. Well, also he got shot, didn't he? 
Did oh, they say his partner, he got... his partner died? Oh, his partner died and he his got partner shot. Died. He though had to there... relocate for a change of pace is basically what it was. There was a split second though when he was fixing her car where I thought like something might happen. See, I never got right. that. I got that as in like she didn't want to call her husband mm. because they had been separated. Mm-hmm. So the only person that she can call is him. And so she was like very, you know, appreciative of the fact that he could come there still and everything would be fine. I, I didn't take it as like a weird cheating thing whatsoever. I might have only thought that because I... Because you're a cheater? I, well, I don't... James? I don't, I don't watch the show Manifest, this, the brand new show Manifest, <laughs> but I had it on in the background right before I watched this movie, mm-hmm. and there was a story arc where, because on Manifest, these people are, are gone and presumed dead for five years, but they were up in a plane or something. Some wait, kind that of, called, some, wait, wait, is that what it's called? Some kind of oh. we- weird, uh, some kind of weird space-time continuum yeah, thing. Yeah, I know, I know the but, show. Is that what it's the, called? But the but the the wife one, the wife of this one guy who was gone for five years is talking about how she has been hooking up with a dude. So I had that in my mind when I was watching this movie, and I was like, oh yeah, because because <laughs> Paul's because yeah. Paul because you know Paul and her are separated. She's got to she's got to get it somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else about this? No, I think we've pretty much done it. The only only last thing I want to say is that Adam, who is uh, their son, mm-hmm. their, their little tiny little son, mm-hmm. cutest little kid ever. Oh, yeah. Damn. S- super he was, cute. And he was a really good actor, too, for a child actor. Uh-huh. Really good, really believable. Like, he really, uh, you know, when he talked, like, you believed that he was just this kid that was scared and confused. And, like, he just, he really was well like and also and also well believable role. as a kid who's going through uh the separation of his yeah, parents yeah. like you keep look very you feel very for naive, you feel for that kid very naive and stuff about it though too because he keeps asking like when you know when can mom come home yeah and stuff like that so it's uh yeah he was good he was really yeah, good i liked him a lot but uh, other than that though yeah no we're um I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like that it ended the exact same way that the forest ended with yeah, a just, because there really stupid. wasn't. It, they it's they, like they didn't, don't they, know how to end it. Yeah. So they don't know how to end the movie. So oh, just show the creature and zoom quickly into their face. Because it would have like you know they get to the end. Spoilers here, but they get to the end and they think that they killed the one monster and then all of a sudden you look out at the outside of the church and there's about twenty of them crawling up the sides of the church. That would have yep. been a great way to end it. But I then agree. all of a sudden they have one walk into frame and look directly or at the camera. Not even show them and like, lunge at the camera. Not even show them. Have like howling, like a, like a bunch of different howlings coming and from then, outside, and then or, hearing the like the crashing yeah, on the so roof they, of the. They didn't yeah. need to show it, and it would have been cheaper not to show it. Yeah, and also it would have looked better because they didn't look good as they were climbing up the side of the church. Not at all. What not are you gonna all. do? But, but, what are you gonna do? Whatever. It's still a great movie, though. I would. We yeah, all. We I, definitely I like recommend lot, watching yeah. it. It's on Hulu, so you can watch it for did free. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, that one's on Hulu. Yep. Yep. And then uh, we rented the other one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the forest is. You know what? Fucking don't spend your money on it because it's terrible. It, <laughs> if you if you can find it in a dollar bin somewhere, then yeah, go for it. I guess. Much. Okay. <laughs> uh, this brings us to the wheel of pizza death or death pizza. Pizza death. Death pizza. Death pizza. Yeah. All right. Death pizza. Um, so we are going to spin for next week's episode. Uh, there's a piece missing because we already got it. I didn't realize it did that. Hopefully it doesn't land on that. Pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Let's try this one more time. You didn't have your volume I up? Didn't, I didn't. Well, I didn't. You no. got to hear that death I know, pizza you gotta, rattling. You got to hear it. Yeah. No, we don't want that. Well, Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay. Here we go. 
<laughs> what, what is going doing? on? I'm terrible at my life. <laughs> Should have made the physical wheel. Should have made the... Oh, and now there's a sweet <laughs> Google Play <laughs> ad. Now we got an ad. Let's listen. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay. Why did the most obnoxious ad in the world have idea. to pop up all of a sudden? I have no idea. All right, here we go. Death Pizza. This thing spins forever. It really does. It's like a real one. Looks like movie... Movie picks beer. We keep getting normal episodes. That's fine. Uh, like I that. guess we had an actor spotlight last week. Well, yeah, I mean, as far as far as I'm concerned, we, we have more of the normal episodes in than we do the specialty episodes because mm-hmm. it's you know, normal. Keep the special for special. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like on uh, Wheel of Fortune, there's not like a million dollar thing every uh, every five. There's one. Just one, baby. Just one that happens. It's like, hey. So movie picks the beer? All right, movie picks beer. We are going to do either or. We have a choice here. We can do either cartoon horror or we can do Norse mythology. Let's let's shake things up a bit and go cartoon horror. Cartoon horror. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, a movie called To Helen Back. Oh, you already have the movies picked out? Cause oh, I, yeah. Because I thought of one. Oh, no, baby. Okay. This is done. Helen Back is one. Yeah. And the other one is uh, a little prequel that we've already watched the other one, too, called Soul Station. What? Uh, oh, Soul Station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You cool. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a prequel, it's to, a prequel uh, to Train, Train to Busan, yeah. so, uh, which is on Netflix. Okay, cool. So we're going to watch those two, and uh, that's what we're doing next week, then. Yeah, baby. A little animation domination. Well, all right. Well, in the meantime, trademark, if you trademark Fox. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, if you want to, um, if 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 you want to find us on social media and tell us what you thought about the forest or dark was the night, you can find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Obviously, by now you know that you can find us on all third party, first party, <laughs> second party, and eighteenth party streaming apps. All the parties. We all love the to parties. party. We love the party. <laughs> we love to party. <laughs> love the party. Uh, leave us a comment of um, what do you think? Uh, a rating. Leave us a rating. Le- of, leave us a rating of. I don't know. You're you're usually the guy for this. I thought you usually have one in uh, the chamber. Eight spirits in the forest. <laughs> That's what we got. Okay. <laughs> Eight spirits in the forest. All right. If you want to find J-Raj. I don't know what he just said. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. If you want to find me, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording. And also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Do it. All right. Well, that will do it for this week, gentlemen. Yeah. Hope you right. enjoyed the episode. I know I did. I, I didn't. I've had, I've had better. Cheers, boys. Sounds about right. All right, have a good night.